Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this week's guest is Rye O'Connor out of Northern California. Uh, he's actually going to be drifting in the Drift League and Just Drift, as well as any shootouts he can make it to that are available within uh, driving distance from him. Uh, think we talked about sonoma drift if they come back and definitely vegas drift which should be holding their pro 2 shootout um on october 24th and 25th of this year um uh, with megan racing backing them up um we'll see how that goes they haven't officially announced it yet but they made a comment on a few posts about when they're going to be doing it but no official quote unquote that they made a comment on um actually the facebook post that drifting program posted on facebook but not legitimate like not an official post for their instagram or any of their social medias so to speak um but i hope to see more of the pro 2 shootouts i actually kind of like them i know some people are kind of like um don't totally agree with them i get it that it doesn't really prepare you for pro 2 as far as the team you actually need to do this um but we kind of talk about that a little bit towards the end of the episode but with all that i hope you guys enjoy the show but hope you guys enjoy the episode and thank you for listening yellow what's going on man oh wow what happened to the audio it was good five minutes ago it was good now it's not uh, what it, the whatever you first said, it just like blew up in my ear. It was super distorted. Oh, it seems to be a little better now. I will try not to talk loudly. I think that's what it, what it might have been. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, man? How's everything? It's going well, man. Another day uh, in the glorious life of an amateur drifter. Oh, that's right. I always forget that. That's that's what the am part stands for in pro am. Right? We're not, turns out we're not pros yet. No, we're no. We're just amps. Yep, that's how it works, unfortunately. So. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, where you drive, what you drive, all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name's Ryan O'Connor. I drive at Sonoma Drift. Uh, that's my home track. I uh, compete in Top Drift, and this year I'll be competing in Drift League, as well as uh, a couple shootouts, hopefully. I drive a 2003 uh, LS2 Power 350Z. Nice. And yeah, it's a um, super bright liveried car, kind of hard to miss. I actually like your livery. Um, I'm not a huge fan of liveries, but yours kind of pops. I dig it. Thanks, man. We gotta We got to get our attention somehow, right? Uh, yeah, you could show up in a Cadillac that never works, and the driver sucks. <laughs> but that doesn't I mean, help. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I see you got some work done on your car today. Yeah, I've been working on it all day, actually. Uh, I pulled the front suspension off and re-greased all of the uh, bushings that were never greased when I installed them originally, because uh, I don't read directions, and I'm trying to stop doing that. Uh, so I basically got like a whole bunch of poly bushings that were squeaking like fucking crazy all year oh yeah it was annoying. oh yeah was uh, nuts yeah uh so i took care of that today and then uh trying to figure out that stupid kill switch thing that they changed on us and actually a previous get matt mogensen posted something he has like this little pull lever set up with a cable 
and it's still mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of like wired over to his uh, kill switch, and it seems to work. So I'm gonna go that route. There you go. Uh, yeah, they, they switched it from the passenger side to the driver's side, right? Yeah, they fucking hate people. But it, I think once they realize like how easy it it is, it's probably not going to be a big issue for everybody. Uh, I can't see it being too bad. The fire suppression systems are a, are in a whole other ballgame, though. It's just plumbing and where the hell are you going to put it? Obviously, money. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the money. The They're money not free. It's like, you know, buy they are not free, and they're not handing out sponsorships, probably, or uh, at least not to guys like me and you. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, five hundred bucks plus to uh, to install a fire suppression system. Which, after seeing, oh, is it like Matt Fields post? Yeah, uh, or a uh, Rod Pan like, about that C four that burned down. Yep, man, that is a fucking bummer. That sucks. Like I, I you know, yeah. I feel for the guy. That's that's crazy. And what if have the ever, fire suppression system could have yeah, saved that car? Exactly. Have you ever been to Grange? No, I have not driven Grange. I've not driven most of the tracks that you're around. I haven't driven Irwindale. You're in for a treat. Um, so <laughs> at, at Grange, it's like a, I think it's like probably like almost like a two mile dirt road that you drive on to get in. I've heard. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's, it's not fun. Like you see the kids in like the two forties with like cut springs and they're just bouncing all over the place trying to get to the track. Um, that's a oh man hey everyone's it's nice at sonoma there's a there's a gate and you just pay ten dollars then you park and you go drift on a racetrack it's pretty it's pretty pretty nice where we have it i guess how much does it cost you guys to do like your because you guys have like a wednesday night drift thing don't you yeah wednesday drift i think it's like 45 dollars a night that ain't fucking bad no man four o'clock to six o'clock we're on the racetrack we're actually on the uh, i guess what'll be the pro two course mm-hmm. probably this year i guess um where we ran the shootout um on turn was it three to four so three three a and four mm-hmm. you get like two hour track time on that and then you get you know three skid pad sessions in 20 minute blocks for 45 bucks that's not bad how many laps do you usually get when you go though um for the summer jam you get a lot of seat time no 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 not summer jam i'm talking about the wednesday nights Oh, and I mean, uh, that's what we call the track. Um, three, three, a, and four. Uh, we call it summer jam. You get you get a lot of laps on there during a Wednesday night because there's also a donut box. Oh, okay. And uh, a lot of guys just go kind of hang out in the donut box and kind of like learn to drift there. And if you're of the variety that like to get fast, you can hop on the summer jam track and uh, and go as fast as you want, pretty much. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what do you got done to that 350Z other than uh, a suppression system that's not installed yet and the LS2? <laughs> it's just sitting in the passenger seat, actually. Um, it's got a CD09 trans still. Uh, the LS2 has only got a Texas Speed cam and a valve spring kit. It makes 400 horsepower. What? The uh, whole thing runs on. Go ahead. What did you get your LS2 out of? This one was actually out of a, uh, a G8 GTP or GXP. So it's, is it an so LS2 it was, or is uh, it the L70 whatever? Correct. It's an L76. Okay. That's, I couldn't remember what that the number I, was. That I took the heads off of because I had a set of 243 heads. Okay. Uh, I, was like, I blew a motor up. So I, I basically made an LS2 out of it. Oh, okay. That's, 
same shit that happened to me. So I got a LS2 bottom end with like a hundred thousand miles on it for like twelve hundred bucks shipped. So nice. Jumped on it, and then he threw in some Cooks headers for another three hundred. So I was like, take them. Oh, and you can yeah, you can get like legit headers for your car. Like I have yeah, I think <laughs> well not two options. What you have Sicky? Those are pretty dope. That's what I have, and those okay. are nice. Um, They're it's, also it's pretty. Starter a little hot sometimes. Oh, does it? They are not cheap. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Uh, what kind of problems do you have when your starter gets hot? It starts cold, like slowly? Yeah, and you know what the LS is? They require a minimum RPM to start, so they get a little... Yeah. I've had a bump started in a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not the best setup. Uh, at but, least uh, not for the heat. Uh, have you Have you done like a heat wrap right there? Like just at right by the starter or something? I'm gonna have to do like a heat shield or something. Just yeah. keep a little extra reliability. It's the last thing last thing you want is to get stranded like on track. It's just embarrassing to get towed off. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because uh, <laughs> everyone's like, "What the fuck does this guy do?" Right? Look especially, at this loser getting towed especially off. if oh, you've done God. it like a couple times, they're like, "Oh, there he fucking goes again." <laughs> Dude, like you I feel it in the old car. Yeah. Yeah, in my old car, I got towed off, and I just felt like the biggest piece of shit in the world because I was holding up a line. I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, guys," and then my car started right after I got off a grid. <laughs> yeah, that like, that would be my oh, luck great. too. Sorry. I'm like, "Oh, now it works." Yeah. Oh, so what yeah. else do you have done to that? Uh, it's got front and rear wise fab, and uh, it's on fuel four four ones. Okay. Uh, what about like your radiator setup, fuel cell? Do you have any of that fun stuff? Uh, you got ATL fuel cell. The uh, Marcus Fry Racing, who's the sponsor of the car, is actually going to do a rear mount um, before round one of Drift League. So, so we're going to go within full the rear next mount. Yeah, five weeks. Dude's an animal. Like he cranks yeah. out. Well, it doesn't take really long. Fast. It just you know, right? I think last year this was the same time I was doing mine, and mm-hmm. I had to wait two months to get my lines. My, uh, cause I ordered dash 16, um, hose for, uh, through a oh, okay. finish line factory. He's like, Hey, that's on back order because everybody just ordered there. So I was like, sweet. Oh man. So you had to wait a whole month. Uh, I think I waited like two months. Oh no. Yeah. Well, well the car wasn't ready anyway, so it didn't matter, but I have it. This I mean, time. yeah. It's, it's, the doing the whole rear mount radiator thing the z's i have a mishimoto like universal dual pass radiator in the thing right now with an oil cooler in front of it mm-hmm. and the with the ls uh engine the water pump pulley is literally between the two fans on the radiator so everything gets kind of heat stacked or like oh, heat soaked as it goes okay. through so i was having i was fighting cooling issues last year um especially Same. at willow springs in like july you know it's 105 and you're in a fire suit and you want to die the uh the car was running like 220 230 and i was only getting four laps at a time out of it and that's just not conducive to seat time like i need that 100 percent reliability to hot lap i want to be able to hot lap my car until the tires fall off uh i saw what tires you just picked up today good luck <laughs> i'm telling you the, the uh, atr sport too yeah i fucking love them but you can't hop lap you cannot hot lap them you get like two laps if you're lucky, and then they're like, "Bye." <laughs> they, they. I've only had one chunk so far. 
that has been like a that's been a problem and that was during a competition uh, at, at sonoma uh, i caught like there was a piece missing and i'm like oh no i gotta change one tire real quick and went and changed that one tire so hopefully it's not a big deal but for the price that you can get atr sport twos for yeah they're fucking they last great. if you you treat them nice which we don't do, but hey, you know, for six, for whatever, you know, you can find. It's a good tire. Yeah, uh, I think I bought those for like two years. I, I really did like them, especially on my BMW. Um, yeah, it's before the, before the CTS, you had like a, like a E36 or E46, right? Yeah, I had an E46 and then this thing now. And then I actually I went just, to a Cadillac. Yeah, well, it was kind of like a dream build slash car setup, which is kind of okay, why I okay. like drifting so much, because um, I grew up like around the hot rod stuff, so I always saw people like building whatever the fuck they wanted, and I love that yeah. drifting kind of lets you do that. You kind of still bring your own style and stuff like that to it, so that is mine, and it happens to be a fucking I, boat. I understand. I uh my first car was an 84 300ZX, man. I loved it to death. But... <laughs> I said, wait. <laughs> you can't make that car pro-am competitive, especially not in this day and age. Maybe in, like, the first year of FD, maybe yeah. you could have made it pro-am ready, but not now. Like, people are showing up with quick changes and dog boxes for pro-am. And it's just a different world. It's a different world now. Like, uh, yeah. That car had a... I, it is happening a lot. But yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, the eighty four three hundred ZX took me seven years to build. It had a um, a VH forty five out of the uh, out of the Nissan President, the Q forty five motor. It probably made like one hundred ninety wheel. I spent like I said, I spent seven years building it, and then spent three or four years chasing it, trying to get it to where it would drift. Oh damn! And like the the chassis just fell apart on me. Like the front brace was gone, the radiator support was gone. I mean, like it was just rotting out, and like the front subframe uh, where the control arm bolts in had become like I had to weld washers in to hold the bolts in place. Oh. I had control arms break off last year, like. Just like wear and tear stuff got really bad, and I got a, a really good deal on a 350Z. And I like the Z chassis. If I can tell you a secret, I don't like 350Zs that much, but it's the right wheelbase, and it's still a Z car. So yeah, I'm it's happy uh, it. but the Z chassis is also kind of well. It was until last year. It um, it had like the oh shit, it might still have them. Uh, it has the most um, like championships in FD. So you have Ryan Turk with the two. Three fifty. Uh, one. Well, just the Z chassis in general. Yeah. Okay. So I think Ryan Turk with two. Uh, Forsberg with. Did he get two in his three seventy? Or is it all three? I know. I think I thought he won. I think it's all three. Maybe I don't know. Well, it's still a Z chassis. In the way I look at it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they're. I'm. I assume they're very different cars. I. I don't know. Um, but it is, it seems the Z chassis seems to be the most successful. Uh, obviously the support that the 240 has is just fucking second to none. Like it's, 
yeah, the amount of parts that are available for it, the amount of literally anything you want. Like it, we can buy something and bolt it in. Uh, shit, you could probably yeah. fucking buy a cage like pre-bent and everything and weld it in yourself. Dude, I bought a pre-bent cage for my 300ZX. See? I it did have... not fit at all. That, it didn't? <laughs> How bad was no, it? For, for a Z31, it was terrible. Oh, was it? I, had a, I actually had Marcus cut it out and do a uh, do a brand new cage when I actually got to where I could tandem with other people. Oh, okay. Because you're like, get I this trash this, out like, of here, <laughs> dude. I was it was bad, and like I was delusional about how I could drive. I uh, I thought like once I got the car built, I was going to spend one year at Sonoma, <laughs> and then one year in Pro Am, and kill and it, and then. I was gonna, and then I was gonna be a pro in a Z31 with like 200 horsepower. <laughs> and yeah. here we are, just like six six years later. <laughs> Drifting's definitely a very, yeah. This is very a very humbling experience. Well, I get that some people kind of have like greater success. Uh, they kind of went about it a better way than than a lot of people do, including myself, which is jumping like straight into fucking competition and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, you, you have an interesting arc, right? You, like you went, you went pretty straight into comps. Yeah, like straight into them. Like I built, like the BMW is built so I can compete. But I was like, oh, I'll get like four track days before round one of just drift, and then that's when I almost killed David Carey. So that's not cool. Uh, no, not yeah. Almost killing somebody is definitely not cool. Yeah. So, uh, it. Yeah, I spent. Go ahead. Go ahead. I spent like, uh, I mean, I remember one year in the 300ZX, I drove 26 events, like that. two days at Thunder Hill West um, and like 24 Sonomas. And I still sucked at drifting, not even like close to be able to, being able to tandem. Yeah. Uh, I'm also the type of person that just kind of like jumps into things without like, you know, um, considering what the risk is i'm just like yolo and it's not working out hmm. so that's why i'm well, taking I mean, this year off the, once you get yeah I, I just wanted to come down and drive with you man like the it'd be cool to tandem with a cadillac uh it would if if we can get this car figured out maybe we'll see what happens um i was actually i don't know if you saw this, so Vegas Drift post, they haven't made an official post yet, but they commented on something about they're going to be doing uh, their Pro 2 shootout at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on October 24th and 25th, and I believe Megan Racing is backing it. Yeah, I'm all about that. I am. I will be there. So <laughs> if, if I, any, I... I just want... Yeah. I'm just going to say this. If the money's in my bank account and registration is open, I'm probably going to pay for it do it yeah that's probably what's gonna end up happening like if i can get one of the 20 slots uh i think i don't know if they're gonna do it the same way i don't i didn't do it i don't know how they went about it last year but i know like uh no north dakota drift which is another one that they're they're also doing a shootout um they're doing it in two different waves so they're gonna have a um you'll be able to purchase you know the first 20 spots it in like two weeks they say i want to say and then another two weeks after that the other 20 spots will be available and they're just going to do the same thing that all the other shootouts are doing the uh double elimination uh 40 drivers max setup and then you always got to count yeah, that that's a f at least three or four people's cars are gonna take a shit 
<laughs> I mean, it is not, drifting. And it like, could be you. showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think I, uh, people kind of like. They're like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen, but not to me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It, uh, it'll, happen to, it'll happen to you. It'll happen to me. It happened to me at the Sonoma shootout. Uh, I lost second gear in my loser's bracket battle. I got knocked out by the uh, by the winner of the event, uh, Mike Powers. Okay. Uh, so I got knocked from the... I was there wasn't a full forty car field, so there was like See. Byron gets the win for the first two or three rounds, and then Qu- I got to battle Farouk's car, but not Farouk. Yeah, okay, I know he uh, loaned it out to somebody, didn't he? Yeah, he loaned it out, and um, I think I won because he made a mistake because he was like on me on in the chase and in the lead. Like, I can't run away from that car; the car is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I think he made a mistake or something. So I got the win there. I went against Power and uh, or Powers, um, and we went one more time. Um, I th- I thought I had like the chase of my life against that guy, and, and it was good enough for one more time. He went back to the pit, changed tires. I did. We're all on Achilles 123s, mm-hmm. um, and they're good for about five laps in a pro am car at on that track layout. So I'm on lap three and four on a set of tires. He's on lap one and two. Um, in my chase, I wash out, make a mistake. And uh, you don't blame the tires, but lesson learned should have changed tires, dummy, right? Yeah. So then, right away, dude comes up to me. He's like, "I don't want to pressure you, but your next battle's right now." So a couple of my friends change my tires out. I go up to battle uh, Mike Von D in the LS3 E36 E46, maybe I don't know. And uh, I'm the lead first, warm my tires up, do the whole deal, and go to grab second gear, and there's nothing there anymore. And I went to grab third and the pieces of not like the pieces of second, but whatever the misshift was in second went to third too. like nothing was working. I couldn't find a gear. Oh, shit. And eventually I eventually found a gear and I looked over at Mike and like Mike's a buddy of mine and we're, we've rolled for like, I don't know, two seconds now, <laughs> what felt like an eternity. And I just rolled the whole lap. Like I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to dump and run on him. Yeah. You know? So I just tried to, I just tried to hit him in the chase but that didn't work either. What did you end up no, finishing that, that event? Was, I think fifth. I've finished fifth pretty much everywhere this year. I'm pretty sure it's all luck, Like especially at the pro-am level. It seems like if you just show up and throw a decent run, like everyone else makes mistakes around you or breaks. Yeah, and that's... So, like, when I ran the Drift League last year, we were doing... Dude, there was, like, fucking... Mm-hmm. I think the last event, there was, like, 13 cars that showed up to compete okay and me one of the cars that broke down that day that just made it 12 and then there was another car and i can't remember who they also broke their car or crashed i can't remember so they had like a top 11 that day well maybe top 12 i can't remember the exact number but it's been pretty pretty bad but i'm i'm kind of glad that fd is kind of like stepping in being like hey you guys all have to do the same shit now yeah, it'll be nice, right? Like with the with mandated rules across the board, because like Top Drift had different rules than the Drift League. So like, I didn't have a dry shaft hoop until the shootout, and you know it's tough to make seven trips to LA too. That's a lot of it's a lot of diesel and like paying for a hotel and yep. paying for a, dude, you better a get person it. to change your tires. Hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do um if you're gonna do the Drift League, uh, suggestion is to do Airbnb. And you and, I'll, and I'll, I'll talk to you about that outside of 
the podcast later. Just remind me because I'll forget. No, just give me the address now. Uh, totally safe. No, no, no. I'd rather <laughs> not. Uh, but there is there is a place that is close by that will fit a truck and trailer. Um, no problem. Oh. And there's a garage that nice. might be across the street that, if you need to, you can use to work on your car. Oh damn! So, uh, yeah, if you're doing TDL. Like for sure, let me know. Uh, this ain't nowhere near fucking Willow Springs, though. So, but this is like eight miles from the. Dude, it's. Good. So far, so yeah, much farther. Where do you live exactly? I live in. Uh, I'm north of the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm in uh, a place called Marin County, California. Holy shit! I was in Modesto for I'm a little like, bit when I was a kid. Oh, okay, okay. It's um. Where everyone goes missing. Like, yes, exactly. That is. It's still like a couple sure hours. Most of unsolved mystery. Yeah. Is is like hosted, right? Yeah. Fuck that show. <laughs> That's. Like, <laughs> it's like two hours south of me, I think. Yeah. Okay, I do remember Maybe that. A yeah, it's about two hours, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's like what else? Yeah, so it was great having a shootout at Sonoma. That was, you know, down the street, forty minutes from my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. Just, you could actually like sleep decently and not have to worry about waking up at the crack of dawn or the the ability to take a shower in the morning or like after a track day is kind of fucking nice when i go to to, uh willow springs i'm out of a camper and uh so i i uh, borrow my parents uh enclosed trailer they have that has like the best part about it it has a bathroom Mm -hmm. because then you're towing a bathroom and when you're towing 400 miles it is nice to have uh, strange quirk but like being able to like okay i gotta pee and then take care of it like without having to find a rest stop sometimes it's nice and then not but having to take sleep- a shit in a fucking mcdonald's or a gas station bathroom is kind of nice yeah i'd actually was, i'd probably rather take a dump in mcdonald's, McDonald's yeah. yeah i have a sister that lives <laughs> in lancaster so um if oh, i okay. if i ever do another like willow springs event i'll just be like if it's an overnight event, I'll be like, "Hey, can I can I come take a shower at your house real quick?" I also have a gym membership that I don't use, uh, just in case I want to take a shower somewhere else. Oh, nice, man! You got like that uh, that Planet Fitness membership for ten bucks that you can take a shower like anywhere. It's not ten bucks. That's for the one location. I got the one that's twenty two dollars. So that one's oh. for any location. Um, but I'm sure there's a way to get around it. Just like when, if you go out to fucking Texas one week and just, you know, be like, oh, this is my new gym. And I'll be like, oh, okay, welcome. And then go take a shower. And then change it back when don't you get like, home. Don't they like give you free pizza on Fridays and stuff too? Uh, I would know that, answer that if I actually went. Ah, uh, because I'm pretty sure they like give out chocolates and pizzas and stuff. I'm, I, I could be way wrong. I'm going to get roasted for this, but I'm pretty sure they used to have like pizza Fridays or something. Uh, I do remember seeing pizza there. So you're not necessarily wrong i've gone like i just a- remember the uh i'm sure you've seen it the youtube video of the guy doing crunches while eating a donut no at the planet fitness that was oh man i wouldn't that, see that's my fucking problem carbs <laughs> i love carbs same i'm on a yeah, little carb diet I do right a, now. I, oh are you doing a little keto action no no just a little carb eating healthier just not eat i'm staying away from like fucking bread and shit like that and ramen. Oh, yeah, you called a guy you called a guy named Rai and you are trying to stay away from bread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rye. that's a terrible dad joke. Dude, that's <laughs> So I made stick I know. I made stickers. And if you didn't notice my Instagram handle's Breadman, and it's because of my name Rye. 
I just got that. I and just now got dude, it when I realized your real name is Rye. I thought it was a nickname. <laughs> no, I had one um, when I was uh, I was working in the city uh, for a wholesale auto parts store. Um, I had one of my drivers. They, once he got my name, he's like, "Hey, what's up, bread man?" Like I kind of just liked it, and now I've made stickers of a literal bread man that I hand out. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like a Rorschach test. Some people get it, and some people don't. The uh, like there's some people that are like that's clever and there's some people that are like so do you like money or like what's the deal here i don't quite get it there's only two classes though there's people that get it and people that don't it's it's uh it's a weird uh mental test i've learned and then when they do get it they're like oh yeah rye bread your name is rye um they just they just give me a weird look and like want to hit me pretty much <laughs> they hate you for that <laughs> stupid joke they're like yeah yeah damn it yeah you just not have, yeah. you're like i thought you were a race car driver not a comedian let's uh i'm absolutely not either <laughs> one of those two things i pretend very well on one of those two fronts i'll let you decide which one's which yeah exactly uh what <laughs> so what is your whole plan this year um i know you said you plan on doing a couple of uh shootouts if you can so what is the actual plan to do this year <laughs> um for sure drift league and regardless of the result show up and drive every event um same thing with top drift so i'll be doing i'll be in la for seven rounds and then to drive as much sonoma as possible and if there is um if there's a shootout in colorado i'd like to do that and if vegas is doing that shootout i'd like to do that also um pretty much i'm just going after the life experience of chasing the dream that is drifting and like i want to see how far i can take it this year i want to push as hard as I can and get as much seat time as possible so that competitions are comfortable because I'm still kind of like I get that nervous adrenal flush before qualifying and oh, zero on my first run oh that's fucking swell yeah yeah no pressure yeah exactly uh, and then you gotta like, just bank a run then I qualify low and then I'm doesn't that you know, give you more I fucking pressure on your second qualifying run you're like oh I fucked that first one up I really gotta fucking make it now I don't, I don't, yeah, it does that. And then in the same regard, I'm like, well, this is your last run of the day, dummy. So you might as well, you know, have fun with it. And then when that clicks in, then my adrenaline kind of chills out and then I can drive a little bit. But like just enough to put it in the show. Well, at least you're making it. Uh, what other events have you run? What primes have you run in the past? Uh, that was my first year of Pro-Am was last year. And you competed where again? Oh, uh, just Top Drift. Oh, okay. I didn't and, go to uh, any of them last yeah, year. So, Damn. Yeah, um, I didn't go to a single fucking I one. Um, I think that's yeah, round one rained. Sweet. That, it rained uh, round one for for the Drift League, too. Last year. It was... How... It was... I don't know. It was cool because, like, all... Like, it rains up here, so I'm kind of used to it. I don't like driving in the rain, but I'll do it. Yeah. It was like it was my highest qualifying of the season because I was like, "Well, it's in the rain. This is cold and miserable, and I don't really want to do this right now." And like, I was able to throw down a pretty good run. Like, my even my spotter was like, "That was pretty good." He's like, "Hey, dude, can you you know turn down the suck a little bit and like get it together?" <laughs> <laughs> like, who maybe do you chill use outside a, zone one. Who do you use as a spotter? Um, I've had a couple people this year. Uh, Mike Garcia has been my main spotter. Um, he is a friend of mine that moved to Los Angeles and 
um, just a, like a horsepower kind of fiend. He's flying planes now, but he has a, a thousand horsepower 2J 240Z that he plays with sometimes. Oh, so sweet. Just a friend of mine. Those are cool. I don't. Yeah, yeah, right. So he's got some drift experience, and you know, I, we he's smart enough to go next to the uh, the judges and say, "Hey, what can he do to do better?" and he translates that to me and then I try to make adjustments and I usually end up doing the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hard habits are hard to break sometimes, but especially bad ones. <laughs> yeah, right. Was he going to Taka and asking? Cause Taka will tell you exactly what the fuck you're doing wrong. Yeah. And that, that's what we did. We, we parked him right next to Taka and, uh, pretty much like for round one, it was like fill outside zone one and everything else is fine. And that was like the the note every run was like, okay, fill outside zone one. Okay, guess what you didn't fill? Outside, <laughs> outside zone, zone one. one. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, but it happens. Um, uh, yeah. What would you say that, what was the biggest thing you learned last year? So let's say it was your first year in Pro-Am. Consistency is key. Like consistency and reliability. Like I, I don't know if I had any business finishing fifth in that championship, but I finished fifth because I showed up and people were making mistakes around me. Kind of like to that point I made earlier. Like if you, if you just show up and, and I hate to say like show up and do your best, but like if your car doesn't break and you can calm put your laps together and remember that, you know, just put some laps together and drive. Like I made it to grade eight twice, three. No, every time I made it to the grade eight, it was because someone else failed. It wasn't because I did a great job. Someone just made a mistake. Yeah, I had um, I had one more time battle in round two, where the guy washed out in front of me, like you know, washed the front tires out and almost spun. Uh, round three, the car behind me hit the wall on initiation. Oh shit! And round one, yeah, right. Like, and I, I couldn't hear my spotter to like shut the rundown, so I made a full run with a crash on track. I felt like a dummy. Yeah, it's uh, I don't have like a fucking radio set up in my helmet, so they're not terribly expensive. Um, yeah, but when you're already on a budget, it's just it's kind of rough to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I get a shootout. People were using walkie talkies and stuff just to just to communicate. So, like worst case scenario, you can get one of those. Yeah, that's what I have, and I have some like cheap Amazon fucking walkie talkies and. Sometimes those don't work, so my girlfriend just texts me. Oh, okay. So that's probably like the best form of communication I got. But that's, do you have a do you have a hard time uh, taking your cell phone in and out of your fire suit? Oh no, you know I have a I got a Sparkle Halo seat, and on the bottom mm-hmm. I, I stuck it in between the bottom pad and the side of it, and it fits right there. Oh, that's smart. Just fine. And I can grab it anytime I need it. That's really smart. So that's why I I've think always, I have the same. I've, yeah, that's why I always put mine. Halo seat. But I'm also not yeah. tall, so I could see if a taller person was trying to do that. That might be an issue. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a very big human. I have like the Pro ADV, like the I think it's like the TS. It's like made for skinny people. So it like actually holds me in place. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I hear that's key. I've never sat in a seat that I, was loose, so. There's there's seats out there. Like, if you order the wrong seat and it's loose, like, good luck crashing. That's not going to be good. 
yeah, you want to like stay still as possible. Yeah, I crashed at a uh, uh, Willow Springs this year at round three. Oh, and shit. Um, what happened? Like during practice, mm-hmm. I walled the car pretty hard. Like I bounced. I got lucky. And you know how they're driving an oval track? Yeah, yeah. I made a diamond out of that corner with the back corner of my car. Like I punched the middle of the corner. I had Rathena right behind me, um, the one who puts on the drift league. Yep. And everything that she's been on and a couple I, times. I uh, I thought she was like right up on my door, so like I kind of went, "Oh shit, I'm gonna hit the wall." And I thankfully remember the only piece of advice I got was like, "If you get in the wall, plant your foot in it." So I clutched in and waited for the wall hit, and then floored it and got all the timing right, and like pulled out of the corner and then finished the lap because I thought she was right there and the back of my car was smashed. Like the fuel lines were pointed up towards the fuel cell, the, all the, I had like a stock rear body basically. Like I have rear over fenders, but the, uh, the sheet metal was all still there and all that was just smoked. It took two trucks and a bunch of come alongs and like an eight pound sledge to get it halfway straight. Oh, okay. But having the right seat, like really, really, I had that in a Hans device and that kept me from, I don't want to say kept me from getting hurt, but it made it a whole lot more manageable. Yeah. Uh, what do you, you said you had like a tow rig and a diesel. What do you have set up to get around? So the, uh, the tow rigs, uh, 2012, uh, 6.7 liter Ford. Um, it's an F350 and like I have an open trailer for just going to Sonoma and it's mine. And then when we tow down south to your guys' neck of the woods, I, uh, I borrow my parents' enclosed trailer. Uh, it's a Wells Cargo. It's, it's pretty nice. It's, it's nice to have to be able to borrow something like that. Yeah, I don't. It's got a little open car trailer with a little tire rack and a winch that I picked up for like seventeen hundred bucks. Dude, winches are critical and people sleep on them. Like, yeah, having a winch and loading and unloading your car with a winch is great. Especially, like, I haven't had too many instances where I've had to use it because the car's broken. But with, if you have front wise fab, you only have like a half inch between the fenders, <laughs> at least in the way my car's set up. And winching the car on is just way easier. Yeah, uh, except for like I have like this little, I think it's like a fucking Harbor Freight winch. Like their cheap one, and I was trying to oh. load. I was trying to load um, a couple weeks ago a Cadillac onto it. Uh, did not go well because those things weigh like four thousand pounds. Like I had my kid like man, uh, manning the winch, like the remote, uh-huh. and then me and the dude were pushing yeah. it up the trailer. Oh yeah, the, the secret with Harbor Freight is to buy the overkill one, and then it works great for the exact weight that you want. Oh, I bet. No, this is just On what it came with. Trailer. So I was like, you know what? When this yeah. thing takes a shit, I'll get a new one. But I actually, you know, I need, you to, I need to do like some trailer maintenance, which I've been completely neglecting because um, my car is a little long. So it's a little bit too big for my uh, Cadillac or too small for my Cadillac. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I said that backwards. My trailer is too small <laughs> for my big car, not my big trailer. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I listened. I recently listened to like a few of my episodes, and I was like, "Oh man, I I say shit backwards all the fucking time. I look like sound like an asshole." Um, 
But yeah, uh, and then the thing has like no fucking mounting points to like hook straps up to and stuff like that. So I think this year, eventually, I want to get the car on the trailer and make weld on some mounting points that I need to make it easier because it is a struggle when I'm trying to get this car on, especially in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like uh, something I wanted to add was like a couple of three by three LEDs to my open trailer so that at night it's not so bad. I mean, at Sonoma, there's always track lights, but, and you know, there's never light. There's always creates a shadow where you need to have light. Yeah. And then we added, um, we added some D rings to the back corners, like on the dovetail of my open trailer, uh, through bolted some D rings with some like grade 10.9 hardware or something like that. And that thing, you know, works pretty well. It keeps everything tight, can use axle straps and not have any problems and get on down the road. Yeah. Um, so with your uh, current car setup and everything, what else are you missing besides that fire suppression system to update your car? For the tech regulations? Yeah. And by the way, they're still all 255 tires. I just, I mean, you saw that Volvo full of 255 tires. I didn't know if there were 255s. That's why I was like, I hope you got 255. Yeah, I was waiting for that rule to come out, and I was like waiting on checkout for that rule to come out. The minute they announced it, cool, 255s. I mean, I knew I was going to Drift League, so I know I needed at least four rounds worth of tires. But um, uh, Marcus is taking care of a drive shaft hoop um, for me, and that's uh, that's it, actually. A car should be good to go. Um, I actually went through the bottom of the car early, early this week and like aluminum foiled up some of the holes, so I put tape on both sides so everything's, everything's tight and there's no exposed holes anywhere in the, on the floor pan um everything else is pretty straightforward the car runs off a of holly efi so there's not a lot of extra wires the the car came to me as a bare shell so it's really a bare bones car um i mean i have the i have the hans device from last year thankfully that i don't have to, to buy and i have a halo seat that's unexpired my belts are out for recertification right now which is a thing you can do that saves you a lot of money that people don't think about yeah, I know. I need to send mine to Simpson. Yeah, yeah. I use RJS, but it's the same thing. It's like half the price of buying new belts, and like we got to save money where we can. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless you're taking like some shitty sponsorship deal, don't don't save that money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't. What do, you, what do you think about people at our level taking sponsorships? Or like getting sponsorships from from companies. Uh, it's. I don't know anything about the way in the past it was, um, but I know that there was no social media before. So yeah, when you have teams like NASCAR and stuff like that getting all this money, but I get that they're also prime time, you know, with millions and millions of viewers every weekend and stuff like that. So people are just willing to throw their dollars at that. Um. But I've gone onto like certain websites and they have like an open sponsorship deal. They're like, hey, you have but you have to have like X amount of followers to even to even be considered um, shit like that. And that's kind of I'm yeah. like, oh, OK, that I was like, I get it to a certain extent. That's where the it, that's with the times. I get that. Um, but then at the same time, like you see those people that do get those deals and then you never hear anything about them. They make like a single post about it. Like, hey, I just got this set up from such and such company. We're going to be working with them this year, blah, blah, blah. 
and then that's it. <laughs> and they run a fucking sticker. That's the last thing you hear. <laughs> and that's a, exactly. Yeah. Like, whereas I see it as something different and I want to do something different when I see that. So, you know, I want to be able to like actually push this project product, not just be like, Oh, I got this. Thanks. And make like one announcement. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. I also have like this platform, the podcast, like I don't have a fucking YouTube. So, uh, you know, I have this. You neither do I. Yeah. So it's, it's, you just can't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out and eventually I will, but, and I know that a pro two license doesn't guarantee you shit. So no, it doesn't. I've seen quite a few guys get their license and then still struggle to, to gain sponsorship all because of like a low, um, follower count on Instagram or something. That's a, and it used to be completely backwards, right? Like yeah. it used to be that if you drove good, you'd get sponsors because that would bring people to the track. It was the old adage of, uh, was it uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. Correct. Right? Yep. And you don't, you don't have that anymore. Like I, I replied for, I didn't apply. Like I emailed a company, um, and it wasn't like a typical company for a sponsorship. I think it was like a, like a, a weed vape pen company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey guys, like, I hate to tell you, but drifters are your market. Uh, you know, let's, let's talk. I kind of, I sent them my proposal and sent them a long thing. And the first thing they sent back was like, well, how many followers do you have? And at the time I had like 900 and, uh, which even if you have like 4,000, isn't really going to cut it these days. Like I don't, first off, I don't like playing the social media game too much. Can you hear that? Yeah. What's that? Someone setting off fireworks in the distance. Sorry about that cool I, uh, I, I thought someone was making a margarita maybe uh no it's not that kind of party here i'm the only one home and uh-huh. i have a glass of whiskey uh-huh. not margaritas oh good for you good man um i know i tried jim bean <laughs> today i was like let's try this one i was like i heard that it's not fucking terrible and it's not terrible so oh there you go i mean if it gets the job done right yes that's all that matters just i just won't drink evan <laughs> williams i think i got trashed on that like my first episode i ever did with rathena <laughs> Um, and I fucking woke up hating myself for like the next two days straight. And I, it was like like Thanksgiving the next day. And then I had to drive to, uh, Oregon to go pick up this Cadillac. I, I was not feeling good. I don't get how people, I don't drink. I don't get how people like function. Cause when I, when I quit drinking, like I quit drinking when I was 20 and, uh, I don't understand how people function normally in life with, like having drinks the night before like it doesn't doesn't resonate with me at all so it doesn't make any sense to me yeah i can have like a couple i don't but yeah. you know if i get trashed i am fucked but i was trying to get like comfortable <laughs> it was my first podcast i was like yeah yolo just keep going and uh i kept going and i hated myself so you took the took the very joe rogan approach of continually drinking during a podcast so something good happens yeah yeah, yeah. and sometimes it does there you go uh, do you, do you about? About spon- oh, sponsorships? Yes. Have you, uh, so, I don't know. It's a weird co- economy now to be in for sure. Yeah. It's a great economy, but, uh, but a weird one. Um, do you, do you kind of have any like bad experiences with like companies you've worked with or you, maybe you felt like you just weren't getting out of them what you were giving Hmm. Maybe you weren't. You guys weren't weren't in it at the same level. 
Like you weren't, they weren't as committed um, as you were type deal. I wouldn't say I have any deals like that. Um, before, before this car was sponsored by Marcus Fry racing, it was sponsored by Hexa garage who did the original build on the car. Like it's their roll cage in the car. Mm-hmm. And we had a, we had a two year, a two year deal. And like I held up my end of the bargain and they held up their end of the bargain. And at the end of the two years, like, kind of went all right cool and then i went with marcus ah yeah no i i meant like more of like oh well no i i think i've only had like product help i've kind of had like when you send them like all kinds of shit and like nothing happens they don't even like send you like a thanks i'm like oh okay cool i'll go fuck myself no i haven't had i haven't had like that i don't get um too much product um, I mean, I get, I've gotten wheels in the past from, uh, from Cosmos and import image racing. Those guys have been super to me. I'm never, but like, I think they've reposted my stuff a couple times. And, uh, the only other company that sponsored me between, between Marcus and Cosmos and import image is uh, SFG wraps. And they just rewrapped the car for me in like two days, man. Like that thing looks really good, dude. Like I'm not, I think I just, it's just cause there's so much color going on. I really do like it. People are scared to drive pink cars, and I'm totally okay with it. Uh, I don't think anybody's afraid to drive a pink car. It's 2020, bro. No? No one cares anymore. <laughs> think so? Uh, There's some people that are like, black car, black wheels. Like, I'm I'm mean. Like, good, right, luck, man. good luck I'll getting photos of that. Track. Yeah, right? Like, dude, that's dude. kind of the whole thing. Like, my car has leopard print, and it's photogenic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, black cars are hard to shoot. Like, I've gotten some pictures, because my car is mostly black, and I've gotten some pictures, and I'm like, ooh, sun was not shining that day. <laughs> yeah, because this is Try not... Try a pink on it, man. Eh, no, 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 thank you. Pink's not for me. It's 2020, bro. What just happened? What just happened here? Oh, no, 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 no. You said people were afraid of driving pink cars. I just said it's not for me. I got- <laughs> like, it, like, if I someone got put me in a pink car, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll drive this fucking thing. But I'm not gonna like go. I'm not gonna pay for that shit. Um, <laughs> I like uh, I like uh, reds. I got you. And like green, purple, like just not like the normal stuff. I also have like a a really really soft spot in my heart for uh, white, but I I want to stay away from white. White's tough on a drift car, mm-hmm. and. I mean, if you you take your colors and it's it's tough because if you have like a red green thing, then you're you're constantly like there's one season a year where you're gonna get a lot of photos, and it's not Valentine's Day. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be Christmas time car. I know, and everybody be, in the f- that'll be when your your social media action is gonna be. I don't I don't know if you ever noticed it before. If you know anybody with the Cadillac CTSV, every fucking Valentine's Day, everyone, all these dipshits post the same picture. Happy V Day. <laughs> Dude, oh, no. it's all this. Yeah, and I'm like, stop. And I'm That's gonna. Terrible. And I'm, I'm still gonna post one. You going for all the likes? No, I'm not actually likes, not gonna. Man. No, I don't do that. I don't. I don't care for like Instagram followers and likes and stuff like that. Um, which is weird because I'm always on the fucking thing, but actually, that doesn't uh, mean anything like to me, like on a personal level. Like, I don't care if people like it or not. Um, so it's kind of weird. But it like 
but we have to do it. That's the weird thing. Yeah, like, that's the game that's, like, I feel obligated play. when I'm posting shit. I think I had this conversation Dude, with somebody else before too. I don't like social media that much. Yeah, like I don't. I like I it to it's a, a weird place extent. to get your views. Yeah, like, but I have to post. I have to post stuff in like to stay relevant because I want to stay relevant and also like like that motorsports and marketing book, right? That that you recommended. I actually read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, the one by was it Alex Striller? Is that how I say his last name? Uh, no idea. I can't remember but you know the book I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that book's like really interesting and actually changed how I wrote my proposal and changed so did I. All that, but nothing changed <laughs> for me. No, it didn't help at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I get um, the approach now. Yeah, it's a little different, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm looking at companies, and so I asked you the question earlier about what you think about like people in our our group. Um, getting getting sponsors it's like well, what do you what are we providing to the company right like what are we giving back to the companies that, that sponsor us and that's really we got to think about it if we're asking for money you're asking for products like that that shit ain't free like it has to come from somewhere and they're not sponsoring us because we give them cool high fives like they need something back yep and that's and, and I, there's like that slim few companies who are like oh we want you to to have our product because we want to show the people that it works, but we're not pros. So we can't show anybody that it works. Right. And then you're going to yeah, show like 12 what? people at a fucking program event. Good job. <laughs> I mean, there's that there's the, I mean, I don't know. The program event's probably not the best place, but if you have a home track, like, like I have at Sonoma, mm-hmm. there's like, I've been there for a few years now and i'm not an og there are some ogs that have been there for forever <clears throat> i always look up and respect to those guys and have tons of respect for those guys and always look forward to driving with them but i think i've been there long enough and people know in my car enough that like they'll come ask to like borrow tools or ask for things or you know maybe a setup question or this or that you know that's where that's where that monetary value comes in it's like oh what suspension did you use well i have field coilovers yeah and there's your five cent ad for the day yeah and, uh, <laughs> which is about all it's worth right and unless then, i'm sitting there selling all over roadie yeah exactly and a lot of this product sells itself so it makes it kind of difficult is it is it easier at all to get sponsors down there uh, because you have so many brands in the in the la area no no I don't know. No. Okay. Good. Because all I have is trees around me, and they we can't get sponsors out here either. Yeah. It's uh. Well, I don't know. I think it's easier for some people, I guess, but I don't know what their approach is, for the most part. Um, Are they YouTube famous? They're not. Not YouTube famous. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a YouTube, and they spend most of their day editing, sort of thing. Uh, not necessarily. I know a couple guys who they just kind of like got, uh, so I don't, I'll just, I'll just use his name. So Mike Adias, I don't know what he, he drives really well. Uh, obviously I don't want to take that from him, but he got, he did a Hoonigan video that got really fucking hyped up cause he killed it. Like when, I think it was like one of their last videos too at, um, the, uh, the hell is that at place? the old burn yard yeah and he fucking killed it 
dude got like fucking 50,000 followers overnight. Huh. And, uh, you know, he also has like a very kind of like um, loud and outgoing personality, like on his online stuff. And he's, he's cool in person. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like I talk to him all the time. Not all the time. I got you. Uh, I um, but I don't know if everybody's just jumping on board with him though, too, just because he has like a big name. Like I'm pretty sure he's still struggling to like get sponsors, and that's somebody with you know a, a rather large following. He has he has a bigger following than a lot of the pro guys do. Well, I, I mean, I think we all struggle, right? I think that there's no there's no easy path, but this is like. This is what we want to do, and like I drove with with uh, Mike a little bit at um, at round two. He chased me, and I had a, a backwards mounted GoPro, and that dude was on my nuts the entire yeah. lap. <laughs> yeah, and I he thought he was a good driver. <laughs> my life. I was I was flabbergasted, uh, and I don't use that word ever. Of how <laughs> how close he was, like at the exit of turn ones, it was inside cliff one. Then I went to outside outside zone one. And I was on in clip one and out to out to out zone one. He was literally, you could see him like inches going, going down to out two. It was wild. Like never, never seen a guy have that much faith in a car that like, I've never driven with him before. He has no idea who I am. Yeah. But that's just his style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him drive quite a few times. He just kind of goes in unless he knows you're like a shit driver. Then he'll be like, all right, let me hold up. But that's his style because gotcha. it was. That's kind of like that's the gamble right there. Like, okay, what if you were? What if you're like a real? I'm not saying you're not, but I'm just saying like, what if you're a really great driver and he decides to give you your space? You know what I mean? Fair. Then I he mean, just he just threw that though. fucking run away. Uh but <laughs> this was like oh that was practice. practice. Oh well, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's just him. He probably been I watching mean, you, or his spotter's been watching you, and been like, oh hey, he does decent you can stick it you can stick it on his door i'm pretty sure yeah but there's people that are like worried about you know hey is this fucking guy spinning out like can i stay close to him like can i get some like decent practice or do i need to like stay back yeah yeah that's like i didn't carry i think i carried the only spares i had um for all of top drift were a couple rear arms. I had no front spare. I had no spare tie rods, no spare axles. I had some like nuts and bolts and a piece of hose. And that was, I had, I thankfully didn't break anything, but, um, if there would have been contact there, like, I know he had like spare tie rods on board and an axle at least because I saw him changing axles. But so this year I'm carrying spares. That's part of the plan to have a couple spares laying around. Do you have spare like alternators and random shit like that? No, and I don't have room anywhere to carry that stuff. You better fucking sit on it in your truck. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I'm yeah. going to have to like strap it to the roof. Yeah, I've had some issues like that too. Um, like I remember, was it? Yeah, it was round three of 2018. And I felt like so good finally driving my BMW and my fucking alternator took a shit. And I couldn't find one. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was the Cadillac. That's, that's alter- terrible. Yeah, it was the CTSV alternator, and it was just. I didn't have. I wasn't. I found out now that I could have put like another one in there, like a F body alternator or something like that. But. Oh, is yours the two pin one? Yeah. Oh, I have the same one. Interesting. 
Yes, because there's there's a two pin and a four pin that are real common on the LSs, and like most guys have the four pin, I have the oddball two pin. Yep, that's the one I got. So Uh, you could have borrowed one from me if you would have been willing to drive 400 miles north. Yeah, and you know what the worst part was? Is I found one the next day, uh, (laughs) 20 minutes away. I found it on eBay. And I was like, hey, can I come pick this up in person? And you know when you message on eBay, you don't get a, a message back right away. And they're like, yeah. Oh. So I went and picked it up that that like that Wednesday or something. And Dang, like, and that was Fuck. the whole... Yep. And I was like, oh, I was feeling good. I was like, oh, I'll, qu- I'll actually qualify today. I'm not spinning out every fucking lap like I normally do, which is why I'm taking this year off to not do that shit anymore. Because that wastes—it's wasting my time cool. and every other competitor there. And I'm starting to feel like a dick about it. Oh, it's like that where it's like this is egregious, or yeah, this is just like a—I don't want like to a weird confidence thing. Where you're like, I just want to go get confident and come back because you're not super confident right now. Uh, it's not necessarily confidence. It's just it is what it is type deal. Like I am spinning out. I am hit, knocking cones over every fucking lap. Um, and I don't want to keep doing that and ruining other people's day because I know as soon as I get like competitive, I'm going to be that guy. That's like fucking guy. Why are you out here? I get you. I mean, so, so what's your, are you going to drive like a bunch of range days basically? Or I'm going to drive whatever the just, hell I can. Good. So that is the plan. Um, you know, I drive as much as possible without doing dumb shit get used to this car since i'm changing it up a little bit uh i had like no rear grip last year i mean like fucking none and so i just changed some spring grates which i think i went too soft on so i'll probably grab another set too just in case because they're they're affordable so i'll grab them i got i went from 6k to 4k so and when i dropped the car it just fell on the floor basically um, oh, do you know like your shock travel and your preload and all that stuff? Got to research that too. So that's, <laughs> that's where I'm Fair at enough. right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, um, I called fuel suspension and they helped out a whole bunch getting, getting my car, um, getting the, the, the droop and the preload right on the springs. And that helped out a lot. They gave me a, like a 5k spring for the rear but they wanted like every other company wants like three millimeter of preload, but they recommended like 30% of the total shock stroke. And then I was able to like math out and get the right preload. So like, like it, it helped out a lot with rear grip and getting the car faster, even on the, the voodoo. I had voodoo 13 arms all last year. Uh-huh. Um, so they still like had dynamic toe and dynamic camber. So I had like a positive alignment so that when it would squat, it would squat into zero. Yeah. And it, it like it was it was a decently fast car. I had to like work on getting out of the hole. Like from a dig, I was still kind of slow. Because like, I get overly excited and give it too much gas, and then try to quick shift. And like with the CDO nine and the LS, you need to kind of let the transmission chill so you don't just sit there and blow the tires off. Yeah, isn't it geared kind of funny for the LS stuff? First gear is useless. <laughs> Uh, it's like, I mean, if you're putting around the, the paddock or whatever, it's fine. Um, second gear is cool. And then third gear, 
I don't know, like I spend most of my, like on, on the summer jam course, the, what's going to be the pro two course at Sonoma. I just throw it in fourth and go over the hill. Um, everything else like skid pad stuff's all third gear. It's, it's got some funky ratios in it, but fourth gear is, is like 1.1 to one. And that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty money for everything except for balcony. What's your final jack Actually setup? every round of time, uh, three, five, four. It's actually a, a LSD that I welded. Um, I had a, a three, six, nine in it and it, it, uh, I lost the pinion bearing in that. So the only diff I could find that was reasonably priced was a $200 LSD that I welded up. I've got one under my, right by my foot right now. Um, for, for there, the Cadillac? Yeah. There's one Cadillac that has a 370Z diff in it. And, uh, I was trying to get some information out of them, but. I, was, I just let it go. Um, there's they make a kit, an 8.8 .8 kit, um, for the Ford oh, stuff. Oh, four is it like a? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets pretty pricey, and uh, I gotta stop being cheap. Dude, it's like I'll tell you this: I wouldn't have taken the promotion at my work if I didn't have a drift car. <laughs> right. Like, That's, uh... I'm a I'm a parts manager for a car dealership and if i didn't have a drift car i would be like slanging laptops at best buy i'd be doing i'd be doing something else because like the sacrifices you need to make financially to operate a drift car are very interesting yeah they're not it's not cheap it's like every paycheck i get like i blow it obviously i pay my bills first and then every dime i have goes into the car yeah, exactly. So, and it's like, I don't well, know. I do didn't... I want to? Go ahead. No, you're saying something. Um, just like, do I want to? It's like, what thing do I want to fix next on the car? Right? Like, we're doing this rear mount radiator setup. So, do I want to um, change where my fuel pump's mounted and go to an in tank pump, or you know, get that reliability a hundred percent? Or do I want to put the money like in the front corner of the car or like buy a new bumper? Cause I keep like, I have, I'm going to need a bumper budget this year. I just keep blowing off my rear bumper now mm -hmm. and I've repaired the fiberglass, I think at least twice now. And it's just starting to get haggard. And even with a brand new wrap, like you can't hold fiberglass together with vinyl. Don't work. Yeah. So that's, uh, luckily, luckily I run all stock body components. Because it oh, it's all like plastic. Uh, yeah, and nice. I broke the front bumper, like completely. I had to like zip tie it together for it to like still hold its um its form. I have a spare bumper, but I'm not using that thing until like this bumper doesn't, till I can't zip tie it back together anymore. Because mm -hmm. these things are hard to come by, and they're like four or five hundred bucks just to get another one. I just mean, to get a bumper? Yeah, well, the the Cadillac V only came in so many fucking um, cars. And then every time you find one that's, like, being parted out, like, people want an arm and a leg for it, so. <laughs> I would like every dollar for this bumper, please. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, it's the same color you need? <laughs> it just went up 200 bucks. <laughs> so. Convenience. I, uh, I get you. I parted out a GTO um, to get my first LS motor. Uh-huh. I got super lucky and straight traded uh, a friend of mine, uh, an E30, um, and the color he wanted for a 
kind of wrecked like 06 GTO. And I uh, was able to take the motor out of that and sell the trans and like got my money back from the E30 basically. So I, you know, made a, I think I got like two or three grand out of that car plus the LS. And then I blew up the LS in four runs. So that works. What, uh, what made that motor go? Uh, my own stupidity more than likely. Um, Holly fuel injection. Um, the first time I started it, it was the it was on small block firing order, and it was a self tuning EFI. So I just fixed the firing order, and if I'm not mistaken, it was still running small block timing and didn't adjust. And I think the Holly only adjusts fuel maps, not t- engine timing. I can be totally wrong about all this, but uh, so like the fourth run, the top of the piston broke off. Fuck. Yeah, so that was that was terrible. Dude, that's <laughs> it's a fucking bummer. Like it's it happens though. Like I'm hoping that that's not what happens with this motor. It came out of like a, a perfectly running car. The only reason the guy got rid of it was because he decided to go iron block because he wants to push uh, boost and nitrous and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but my luck. I threw my cam in it. I put my heads on it. I had to go get an LS2 intake for it. Uh, I actually still need to get a LS2 throttle body. So if you know of anybody, let me know. Um, Are you doing by wire or cable? Wire. Just I'm just trying oh, okay. to keep it as simple as possible. Because um, these things came with wire. Like I have the ECU for the Cadillac. I have everything. Um, I think the only other thing I need is the, the uh, mass airflow sensor. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any of those parts. But if I find somebody, I'll hit you up. The, um, I'm actually on my third. <laughs> please, I'm on my third uh, LS motor. Believe it or not, um, the so after I, I grenaded that motor, I, I I quit drifting for about a month. I was pretty uh pretty depressed. It's quite sad because I had just spent like you know every dollar I had, and then some to put an LS in my car. And because like even the you know the swap kits and the header and I got a LOJ uh, conversion kit for the transmission and all that, and I was just like flat broke, man. I had I was like I was rolling on happiness and my engine engine blows up, and, you know, had to take some time off and kind of reevaluate. So I got a got a LS2 short block for like twelve hundred bucks. And then slapped my heads on it and got it tuned this time. Ran a whole season on that motor. And then uh, at Winter Jam last year, yeah, yeah, last year, I uh, lost my alternator. I'm not copying you. I swear to God, lost my alternator during a run. Had to bump start my car in reverse to go to a driver's meeting. And then... Uh, Went to the driver's meeting, didn't turn my fans on. So my fans are still on a mechanical switch. So, didn't turn my fans on. Left my car running because the alternator's dead. Um, go to the driver's meeting. Someone's like, hey man, your car's making a little, little smoke. And the engine temps were 270. And I uh, turned the fans on. And car cooled off, car cools off. I go to Revit, and the thrust washer's gone. So the hell's the thrust washer? Thrust washer is um, what keeps the crank from moving front to back. 
Oh, wait. Isn't that a bearing, technically? Yes. But you can... There's thrust washers. Never, I, honestly, I've never heard that fucking term in my life. Oh, yeah, like the the, the center main bearing. I yeah, think that's also the thrust washer. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. but uh, Makes two of us. So, <laughs> pull the pan. There's tons of metal in it. Oh, so, fuck. Dude, this thing, that motor was, that motor's actually still getting rebuilt. Um, not the world's slowest engine builder, but he's doing okay. I would be so fucking irritated. No, it's so this third motor actually um, came from LKQ, and when I took the heads off, there was rust in the number one cylinder because the valve was open. Mm-hmm. So I ball honed, I ball honed the val- the uh, the cylinder walls with the pistons still in it, which you're not supposed to do at all. And I like bet it's been fucking chugging along just fine. Dude, this thing doesn't make you know it doesn't uh, doesn't smoke out the back. It made good power. We have the rev limiter turned down a little bit just to keep it safe. Yeah, and it just it just moves on. Dude, that's on running. That's how my LS6 was. Um, I had when I pulled it out of my original Cadillac that I crashed, which kind of like spawned that BMW build. It had 163,000 okay. miles, like in 163,000 miles that it's been beat to shit on. Um, especially since I got it at 127,000 miles and I drove the living shit out of it for a year. And that's a lot of miles, you know, from 127 to 163. Um, and then I just threw a fucking cam in it and I drove it for two seasons and it wasn't even like fully tuned when I took it to the tuner. They're like, Oh, we couldn't strap your car down correctly. So we just kind of like semi tuned it. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we didn't do a full pull. I'm like, so I don't have any numbers? He's like, no. I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, what, whatever. Um, I wouldn't talk. I would say something like who they were, but they moved to Texas, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Wait, were they also up here? No, they were down here. Okay, okay. Then because there was a tuner up here who was like a, a mastermind that moved to Texas. Yeah, and then uh, I drove it like that for the past two years, and then like when I put the motor in this car, I didn't change anything on it. I just kept fucking driving it, uh, and then the only reason I had it fucking finally took a shit was because when the the bell housing blew off the block, it took off some of the mounting points. Wait, the bell housing blew off the block? Yeah, so when the flywheel exploded, because I had a cast stock flywheel. Um, oh, it, dear. It blew uh, off. Do you have legs? No, I had an SFI bell housing. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's those those things are there for a reason. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, man. Yeah, glad you're up and walking around. Yeah, no, it usually goes to the passenger side anyways. You know, So if you're in a right-hand drive car, you're more fucked than I would be. Um, oh, at least from what I've heard, uh, a lot of the other guys that, some, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the other guys that had has ha- have had it happen, um, like there was one at Grid Life this year. Uh, it, one of the guy broke the passengers had two of his toes broken. I mean that's really lucky that it was only two toes. I saw one, I think it was I don't want to speak out of turn, but it happened up in. Um, up in Pacific Northwest, I think it was one of the villains guys had a clutch explode. 
and the pressure plate went through the windshield, but it was on the passenger side. Yep. Huh. So, um, I got. But lucky. the only reason why your stuff went bad was was because the uh, the, fly, the the stock flywheel finally decided it didn't want to be a part of your program anymore. Uh, pretty much. I overheated it, and then uh, so it blew up. Um, and then it since it blew off the uh, it broke like all the bolts. Like uh, you saw that picture I posted earlier, right? Earlier today. Yeah, so I was I finally like got into my engine bay. I don't know if you hear that little jingling around in the back. Uh, these are some of the parts from the uh, engine, a few of the um, pressure plate bolts, a bell housing bolt, and then some aluminum pieces where the starter would go. Holy, yeah, that's a that's impressive. Yeah, so I I found that today, um, and. But that LS6 kept fucking chugging along, and it went on. I think I put that thing. I started driving that car in October of 2017. It was the first time mm-hmm. I, I took it out, like the BMW, and then I went to the Cadillac, yeah. and then two years later, it finally fucking took a shit, or it didn't well, even necessarily mm-hmm. take a shit. It was the uh, dude. The engine didn't take a shit; just yeah. the flywheel did. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean. See. Yeah, we're not doing anything crazy with that other LS2. We found out the number one cylinder had a 5,000 taper in it, so top to bottom was conical, not cylindrical. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we went to like seven over pistons, and then I just ARP studded the whole thing. Um, That's fucking pricey, dude. Dude, like when we say every dollar, we mean every dollar, right? <laughs> I'm perpetually broke. But I can't think of anything else to do with my life, so I'd rather I'd rather be perpetually broke every day, and struggle financially, um, than wonder what could have been, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just like. Do do you uh, ha- what are you building that motor for? Do you have another car going on, or are you just building up like a backup motor? Building the backup motor. Uh, I didn't expect this motor to last that long, based on my history with LSs. So I was going to slap my heads back on or the heads that I have on this motor back on that motor and, you know, just keep, keep the reliability train going. Um, I wasn't going to do anything too wild. You know, there's, there's no reason to improve. I'm like 400 horsepower is enough. I, agree. I can't win with 400 horsepower. I can't win with that. I don't deserve to be in pro too. Yeah. That's, uh, some of the guys come up with like a little bit more, um, not too much, like like four fifty, somewhere around like five hundred, and that's that's still decent. Um, like this year, I'm gonna go nitrous just to for like to help with cooling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even plan on doing like a big shot. So whatever, whatever helps keep this bitch cool is what's gonna be in there. I mean, that's all. It's all it is, right? Like it's track time and reliability. Exactly. That's, that's the way. The way it's gonna be, and. I mean, look at Formula Drift, right? It's been the reliability wars for the last few years. Like post post Daigo, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been a seven hundred horse or like, what are they up to now? A thousand horsepowers? The uh, the Wardhouse guys. Yeah, like, uh, I know what they're Turbo, up to. Nitrous, Wise Fab front and rear, dog box, quick change, and an S fifteen, and like they just ran reliability mm-hmm. up until last year. It works really well. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so you said the Drift League and Just Drift. Are you planning driving down here every fucking? That's seven times a year. You plan on driving down here? Yeah. I'm really stupid, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, I, uh, I didn't say of, that, but you did, miles. so we'll go with it. <laughs> I mean, we'll go with it. It's good. It's, uh, it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of towing. It's um, a commitment that I'm making to to follow. You know, like, I want to chase this thing. And if that's what it takes, that's what I'm going to do. What, do. what is your I end think, goal? I want to be a pro. I want to – I <laughs> let's put it this way. I can't see myself working in a parts department for 40 years. Like I want to be a professional race car driver. That's the let's let's all come out and say it. Let's not be scared to say it. Like if you want to drive race cars professionally, you better be comfortable saying it. And that's that's what I want to do, man. Like I want to um, I want to chase this thing as far as I can and and have fun in the process and just just ride it, man. Just have fun. I I like mine's not the same goal. Um, I don't, I would never want to do this for a living. Uh, just because I wouldn't want to hate it. So like my goal, I understand. Would, I my goal would be to be successful in my career now. Um, yeah. whether it's, I start my own company cause that's been, that's something I've been talking about. Like I have all the stuff to like get it started and get my license to do what I want to do. Um, yeah, but I haven't really like gone for it yet and then there's that like do i just work for like a good company that will pay me the money i need to make um to make something of this and then you know give me the time off that i need to drive across country like that would be the ideal setup for me because i don't want to have that pressure of because it's it's just it's such a cutthroat um it's a tough business market yeah it's it's a cutthroat business where it's like okay you could be driving for fucking you know target one year and then the next year like target's like hey i'm out like you know we're gonna go with another driver you're not doing good enough for us or whatever the case may be so i would never want to do that i would just still want to be able to afford it myself if i can and do my own thing this way i'm not you know product support i think is different than having like a full-on backing and um you know a full-on where everyone's where they're fully supporting your program and paying for you to get to events paying you to drive you know they're giving you all this money and you're making a living off of it and then you're not delivering like that would be my biggest fear and then they're like oh hey we can't do this no more and it's like oh shit now i can't pay my rent i can't buy clothes for my kid i can't buy food for my kid that's one thing i wouldn't want to to kind of happen yeah that's that's definitely a, a real fear too man like and like and i don't want to make it sound like i'm driving so that i become a professional race car driver so that people can pay me money like this is just like i want to drive race cars for as long as i can and have as much fun as possible and mm-hmm. i see like that career path as a potential to maximize seat time and fun and it's in a business that i actually want to be a part of you know car dealerships are are a tough place to work it's a weird it's a weird place like i like my job um but i wouldn't want to be there you know until i retire yeah and that's and it's 
I feel like it's it's the same amount of work. Because um, if not more, well, it would it would kind of be debatable on what would be more work. What would be more work? Would it be more work for you to continue to work for that that fully sponsored driver? You know, you, you have to deliver. Um, yeah, you can have as many followers as you want, but you're going to have to deliver somewhat um, as right. a driver. And then you also have to... Oh, shoot. Give me give me one second. We're good. I unplugged my computer earlier like an asshole. I thought it was something else, and uh, I just uh, barely noticed. Okay. Um, I was saying something about... What do you want to work for more? Okay, so having to deliver like, like results for a company who's sponsoring you, or can you put that same work into a career? And let's just say racing isn't going to be there forever, um, mm-hmm. but you still have like this backup career, whether it be, you know, whatever field you work in. Like I, I install fire alarms for a living. I'm starting to move up, like within my field. So, like, it's, like, do I keep that and then just keep this as my hobby and something I spend all my money on? But I o- I'll always have a job. Like, I'll always have an income. I'll always be able to provide for my family. Yeah. Or do you take that risk that's, and that's, just go all out? Like, that's that's the difference. So, like, for me personally, I don't want to take that risk. And, it's an uh, expensive hobby, man. Yeah. If you're looking at just a hobby, like, and to do it to your level as a hobby is extra tough man because that's so much money like if you have anything over 400 horsepower tires are a joke so that's what but that's what i'm talking about tire support so let's just say i'm only spending money on entry fees and um getting to events and back let's just in a perfect world that's all i'm spending money on and everything else is paid for obviously Mm -hmm. like food and hotels obviously i'm paying for that but i but all the product support is there like i'm not paying I'm not losing money to go to these places. That is kind of like the ideal setup for me. Yeah. But some, you know, but someone such as yourself, you, you know, you want that. You want your chips and you want to eat it too. Dude, I'm just a weird, I'm just a weird guy sometimes. Like, I don't, no, no, no I'm not knocking I, it. If it, I didn't, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I just, I just, I call myself weird a lot. It's just a weird, <laughs> it's just a thing I do. Um, like I just want to chase it, man. Like I want, and oh, no, I don't, totally I don't do, that. uh, I don't do like 90%. Like it's, I'm an on off switch. It's either everything or nothing. And the, I think I've been screwed. Like I'll give you a little backstory. My dad is a, um, I call him semi-retired cause he wants to get back into race truck, but he's an off road racer. Oh shit. Like mint 400 Baja stuff. Okay. And my mom, my mom, uh, was a owner of a sprint car team in the late 60s, early 70s. And that's how my dad and my mom met. Oh, shit. So, okay. <laughs> so, like, my godfather was a crew guy on that team and was putting together, like, sprint cars and midgets and stuff. And they built uh, an off-road truck together and they drove that. Before that, my dad used to race flat-track motorcycles. So like I grew up in in a shop in a in a in like this is racing, and I tried to get away from it, 
like I tried playing baseball <laughs> for like like five or six years. Oh shit! Okay. I was like this is what the kids. Yeah. So like I tried like I tried to get away from it because like I don't want to get too personal, but like as a kid I was picked on because I was like the kid that liked racing and you know oh like I didn't watch a bunch of NASCAR or anything, but they were you know that's the insinuation people think of racing they think of NASCAR. I was the I got same. picked on a lot for all that stuff, you know. So they uh. I was like, I'm going to play baseball and I, uh, I'm an on off switch. So I got pretty good at baseball. I did like the whole travel team thing. I was playing, playing baseball in high school and I just gave up. Like I, I was over it. I was tired of not doing what I wanted. And the first thing I did when I quit playing baseball was I went out and got a 300 ZX for free and brought it home and started playing with it. So it's like, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm, I'm screwed basically like my goal is to be a race car driver because that's not, not, not like all I know but if I didn't have drifting I would be in a legends car I'd be in something else and like when I watched um I watched a round of Atlanta for the first time and that was the first time I saw drifting I was like that's it that's for me that's what I want to do and then it's been it's been on ever since and that's like that's my chase that's my thing if I didn't have it, I probably would like try to get a house somewhere off the grid and like get away from California and get away from everything. Go live in a small town, have a basic job and, uh, and be content. But like the longest I've been able to quit drifting was a month and I hated myself the entire time. All I wanted to do was get back in a race car. (laughs) Yeah. It sucks you in. And like, like my thing was like, I've always been around cars. So I've always wanted to build cars. And I just thought that, and then when drift, I've always kind of wanted to be into racing. I've always been infatuated yeah. with it. Not to the point where I was following it, like, who's doing what. I didn't get into it until 2015 when I went to my first Formula D event. And then mm-hmm. it, it just fucking snowballed from there. Now I have, now I'm trying to, I have this dream of doing, you know, competing professionally, um, you know, trying you know this podcast obviously and then there's that thing of like the the thing i love most about drifting is that nine out of you know not nine out of ten but the majority of these guys are building their own cars they've made their own mistakes make doing the wrong things on their cars which is which i'm still doing and i'm trying to correct the mistakes i've i have made um and that's something I've always been into because I've always like when people build their own car, like you see, like a lot of the stance guys, like don't get me wrong. It's not for me, but I know what it takes to build a car. So I do have a certain respect yeah. for it when it comes to like, I know like people are spending all of their money to put money into these cars. Like even if it, the car, I, it's not my style. Like if it's a low rider or something, it's not me, but I know what it takes to get to make these things happen. And that's kind of like where I've gone with it. Like I've always kind of like wanted to build cars. Um, In a perfect world, I would be able to build cars for a living, but I'm not great at it right now. So I know that, but I know that I learn a lot. Yeah. And I learn a lot from my mistakes. Um, But I have this stupid thing about me where I have to learn from my own mistakes as opposed to just listening to what somebody fucking tells me. 
it sucks being hard-headed, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I don't listen to anybody. I, I try to. I've gotten better as I've gotten older. I'm, I'm 31 now, but like as of like when I was when I was 22 building the 300ZX, uh, no one could tell me a damn thing. Yeah. Like that Same. car ran when it came in the garage. <laughs> I didn't drift for seven years. <laughs> you remember, your was budget was different just, at the like, time, I assume. So, dude, my budget was way smaller. Yeah, like <laughs> I had, I bought like a a seven hundred dollar motor was insane to me. Like I saved up for months. Like I could have driven that car with a running VG thirty, a stock gas tank, like a welded diff, and a set of coilovers, and been like set. having been out there having fun and learning at least. Yeah, and then you start making more yeah. money, and then the, like, oh, that sounds like a great seat time car. Oh, the what the 350z no just just in general like when you, you think about the money that you were willing to put into that thing to have it just run and get the seat and get and drive it and now it's like oh that would be a great seat time car to have i yeah, sometimes i wish i still had that car i uh i scrapped it actually I, I mean the car was plum crazy i actually had it painted plum crazy and uh and it was pretty but it was falling apart and I actually i had it scrapped and it was kind of sad but there's no there's no room around uh, around where, where we live for for spare cars. Um, the, the neighbors don't aren't big fans of uh, you know trash laying around. Yeah, I had like I just got rid of like two other cars here that were sitting in my driveway, but luckily, like from the front of my house, there's like this little carport, so you can't see the other cars, so no one complained. No, oh, cool. We're like we're on a corner that everyone can see, so it's. It's uh, blatantly obvious when I bring something new home. And I, I'm not frequently questioned, but if someone's out walking the dog bowl and they see the garage door open, they're like, oh, hey, hey, Ryan, what, you, what are you doing with that uh, piece of shit 240 you got out there? Like, oh, just, just scrapping it. Don't worry about it. Like, whatever. Yeah. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to park cars out to make an extra buck. So with you competing in two series this year, which costs the same mm -hmm. amount as one Pro 2 shootout. Um, that's not including tires. That's just the entry fees. Um, how yep. many Pro 2 shootouts do you plan on competing in? Let's just say we know we know North Dakota Drift exi exists uh, as well as... Um, what was the other one that we were talking about? Uh, Vegas Drift. Vegas? Yeah. They haven't announced it officially yet, but they commented on my post, so... We'll go with that. Um, so I was anticipating, um, and it's not on the schedule yet, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, I was expecting another one at Sonoma. So I kind of like budgeted for that one. Okay. Um, and I was budgeting for Pike's Peak, which hasn't come up yet either. Yeah, Pike's, I think, okay, someone might correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Pike's Peak was done by Vegas Drift. Or Southwest. Oh, so they just moved the location? Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. So let's just so assume that was, that that's was the plan was to run Sonoma and one other. Oh, okay. So let's just say that's but, gonna happen. So you do plan on damn, that's it's a lot of money. So it is. Wait, is your <laughs> is your goal this year to get your license? Or is that every year? Yeah, or not, but this year is like serious. I mean goal i mean last year was my first year and i didn't know what to expect right so my goal for last year was mm -hmm. to 
was to my first goal when I got to round one was like, all right, let's qualify. And then everything else after that was a win. And thanks to a little rain and call it some luck, call it whatever, uh, we qualify. So then the goal was like, okay, the rest of the day, we're just having fun. So do that. And round two, the goal was the same qualify and make it to the grade. I do as well as you did the last round was kind of the, the theme. And then for the third round, I wanted a podium. It came up short, um, didn't podium at the shootout, didn't podium at winter jam, but kept getting these like fifth place around there areas. I think I finished fifth in the top drift championship. So the main goal for this year is to, the first goal is to put it on the podium. That's, I want, I want trophies, man. Like it sounds vain, but I want a trophy. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so that's goal number one, right? And goal number two, obviously you're not, I'm not going, uh, seven trips to LA and, and all this, all this finances and, you know, struggling financially in like every other aspect of my life to, uh, to not take home a license. So that's, that's the goal, man. So get the goal is to get a pro two and, um, have fun doing it. And part of it also is to, to have an experience of, of chasing something at this level as hard as I can. Yeah. But let's, so, okay. But know, with that, let's talk about ahead. what team you have mm-hmm. right now. So what, do you, what kind of support do you have when you're going to these tracks? Um, like, do you have a spotter? Do you like a consistent spotter? Do you have guys who are working on your car that know your car well, that if something does happen, you have replacement parts for that and that they can knock it out in that five minute rule? Like, do you have that set up, especially for somebody who's committing to all of these rounds? Like, what is your are you just fucking winging it and hoping things go well? (laughs) There's there's a there's a little bit of winging it. Um, There's a there's a plan in place. So the in in borrowing my parents trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the, I get the use of, uh, of my parents as well. They, they come with, they kind of hold who each have, other down. Who have a racing course. background, right? They have a Which is a definitely they positive. Are, it's, it's, it's cool. negative. There. It's great. Yeah. I, I don't. Okay. Well, you say that, <laughs> but they are your parents. You know what I mean? Um, no, no, no. But it's, it's not like, um, you're not inviting some like fucking guy you met who's like, Oh, I want to get into racing, but I don't know how to work on cars. You know what I mean? Nothing yeah, so, bad, but you know, you have someone who I, yeah. has experience. There's some baggage involved, but yeah, it's, it's good. Um, I can ask my dad to go get a 10 millimeter and I can, that wrench will come back and it'll be accurate. Um, Mike Garcia is on board to spot all year again. And, um, I need to confirm, but I have a, a friend of mine with a 350Z that knows how to work on them, spotted for me for one round last year, and bolt checked my car religiously um, in between in between events and in between in between sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the pits, and Mike's in the stand in the in the spotters tower. In between the two of them, they communicate really well, and they they kept me running last year. That's a a pretty good uh, for a team of two. They did an excellent job, and be happy to have them uh, again this year with all the logistics well that's that's what i got that's a, a two-man team i'm trying to carry some, some spare parts and be smarter about that i realized i got lucky last year not needing too much even with my my wall hit at round three mm-hmm. um but just getting just getting to and from events having having like my old man be able to drive a couple hours well because i leave I'll give you a little insight like i have to go to work on monday after a Saturday, Sunday event at Willow Springs. 
So I've been sleeping in a trailer and then I get home Sunday about three in the morning, need to be at work by seven or so. It's a, it's a rough Monday morning, but I, uh, you know, thankfully he can drive a couple hours and it kind of helps deload the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's the team. Not a, not a whole lot to it. Um, so there's a little bit of winging it involved, but I don't, I'm not coming as prepared as some people, but I think but I'm more prepared you, than a lot of others. Yeah. I was, okay. That's what I was about to say. And, um, yeah, and I, I want to say that in the politest way possible. I, you know, if you're going to compete, have fun, come out, compete. We're all out there to have fun and, and drive race cars and kind of and chase this thing, man. So I'm all for it. Yeah, it's not it's not freaking cheap. Uh, we can't take it too seriously, though, either. Like, at round one, um, there's a guy, uh, Kevin, who drives a gold 350Z. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in line for our practice session. I think it was like the second practice session. And I was freaking out in the car. This is my first event, my first like pro-am event. And I was taking myself super seriously. Like, man, I got it. I'm going to, I need to, I need to show the judges that I can do this. And then I'm going to qualify and I'm going to do all this stuff. And I was getting really, really in my head, like that dangerous in your head of like, you're going to make a stupid mistake. And, uh, this, another car, uh, crashed or like beached the car up at Willow Springs um, right at balcony, you know, where they go off in the, uh, like outer zone one area. Mm-hmm. Me. <laughs> Is that you? Have you gone off there? Uh, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so somebody beached a car and they had to tow it off cause shit was broken or whatever. And we all shut our cars off and Kevin without missing the beat, all the cars shut off. He pokes his head over, looks at me and goes, Hey man, just another drift day. And I like, for whatever reason that just broke I just broke my brain and I was able to like relax and have fun the rest of the weekend. So I actually wrote that on my cage for whenever I take myself too seriously. Like I'll actually have a note that's like, Hey dummy, you're here to have fun. Why don't you have some fun? And then usually you drive better. Yeah. I don't, I don't, mm, I don't see it that way. I just, like, I know when I go somewhere, I know I'm there to do something, and, um, like, I have a, uh, like, there's a goal there. And, but I also, but I'm also not, like, um, over, I don't have, like, high expectations. Okay. So it's like, okay, we'll just figure it out. And then, like, whatever happens, happens. But I know, like, I'm there to do something. I'm there because I want to be there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm there because I want to be there. But I'm also, I'm, I have to, like, dial back my intensity. Because mm-hmm. I'll, like, ramp myself up way too much. Yeah. And then I, I'd, like, I'll, like, you get that adrenal dump in, like, the back of your arms when you know you're freaking out. And that's not good for driving. <laughs> being, being that panicky in a car with, you know, you're going 60, 70 miles an hour with, with other cars around. It's not, it's not good. That's not how I drive my best. Like I drive my best when I'm, you know, at Sonoma driving with friends to yeah. just to like rub doors and have fun, you know? So I, I try to carry that same vibe into competitions, but like before and after if I get out of the car, I'm there for a goal. If I'm getting ready, like, okay, let's, you know, it's, let's have fun, but 
you're right. It's we're here for a purpose. Like I didn't drive like you, you know, kind of feel like I'm repeating myself, but we, I didn't drive 400 miles to, to, uh, to, to lose, you know? Yeah. But I can't put that level of pressure on myself. It, it's not good. It's not good for me at least. Exactly. But like, I can't imagine driving to Atlanta and putting that pressure on yourself. <laughs> like I drove 3000 miles to qualify. I got to do this right now. But like, I also I wouldn't be able to do it. So like for me personally, like, cause I already said about how I felt about like sponsorship stuff. Um, yeah. Like I know I'm fully aware of what that risk is. Like, I'm not just going to be like going out there and be like, Oh fuck. Like this is only for pro two. Like I'm going to make something out of it. Like, let's just say I, well, obviously pro two is not in Atlanta anymore, but it is in fucking Florida. So that's not any closer. Um, oh shit. Uh, so like knowing that I'm going to go out there and drive out there, like, I know I'm going to make something of it. So whether it be, you know, doing something else, like I like food. So I like to try local food, like a lot of like the small fucking mom and pop shops of food and stuff like that. So I'm going to make something of it. Like, it's not just going to be like, oh, I'm just here to drift. Yeah, I got you. So, uh, especially with like my girlfriend, like she's fucking great. Like that's what she spends her money on. Um, she spends her money on travel and stuff like that. And then like, when I asked her, I was like, Hey, if this ever happens, are you going to like go? She's like, yeah, I'm definitely down. Like, that's cool, man. So you can still make something of it. It doesn't have to necessarily be just, um, pro two. And it's like, Oh fuck. Now I get to drive home sad as fuck for fucking 72 hours. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like Atlanta now, Florida would be probably a little bit different than going to Willow Springs. Like, there's not... I don't know how the food is in Rosamond, but I'm pretty sure eating off a barbecue for a day and a half is probably about the same, if not better. Uh, you, you could, There's definitely some food, you know. You gotta, you gotta find shit on Yelp. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I'm a big proponent of tacos, so any place, you, any taco joints you can send my way on the way to or from Irwindale or Willow Springs. I'm all about that. And I'll make a, I'll make a side trip just for tacos. Oh, I just sent you the Airbnb on Instagram. So don't worry. I got you on tacos. Uh, I would consider Um, myself a taco connoisseur and, uh, you're going to try some shit in some questionable ass neighborhoods and you're going to fucking love it. I promise. (laughs) Those are always where the best tacos are. Like if I, (laughs) The more dangerous of an area I feel that it is, the the better the tacos are. I don't know if it's the fear that makes the tacos taste better, or if it's just if it's just the area. But it's that's a thing, man. It's where the culture is, so you gotta remember that. I get you. We have um we have some good taquerias up here, but I I mean I think the best the best Mexican food that my wife and I ever had, we were in, um, I think we were in like a weird spot, of long beach. We had just like Googled Mexican joints and went deep into an area that made no sense. And it was the best Mexican food we'd ever had. I can tell I you right now, the place. I can tell you right now, we're not going to, you're, you're coming down here. So don't worry. Uh, but I can tell you right now, <laughs> we're not going to any, 
uh, restaurant. It's going to be a taco truck or a taco cart, and you're gonna, you're not going to regret it, I promise. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. It's about it, taco trucks. Yeah, that's that's where the money's at. And uh, <laughs> So we should quit drifting and get a taco truck? Uh, no, 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 no. Better, no, financial, I, I, better financial movement. No, it's not a better financial movement, that's for sure. I meant like the money as in that's where the good shit is. Um, there's there's a few places around here. You gotta. I live in a, a predominantly like Chinese. Um, uh, what the fuck is the word? I'm, <laughs> I almost said Chinese infest Neighbor- neighborhood. Chinese neighborhood. Yes. Um, huh. Okay. So right, but just a couple miles out, I no matter which way you go, you know, west or east is predominantly like mexican or even south and that's where like all the good taco trucks are so like if when, when you come here we will set something up to fucking have that set up like i promise you're not gonna fucking regret it um, down yeah there's like one spot that we go to that's in south central um that's, are you a menace there a men no did you have a fucking race car no i'm not a, i'm whitewashed mexican no, guy it's- no, bro. There's an old there's an old movie called Don't Be a Menace in South Central. No, no, that's not me. Uh, I pro no, no that, I I know that movie by heart. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> it's a it's a fucked up movie to be watching when you're eight, and I've watched it when I was eight. Uh, but it's it's there's a lot of culture, and when you see it, you you kind of understand it. But there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on within those cities too. Uh, but that's Un- understood. That's neither here nor there. Um, but you know what? Uh, we're fucking carrying on a long time. This is actually a long episode. Uh, sorry yeah. if we've rambled on with some bullshit that nobody wants to hear. Uh, hey man, I enjoy the, the I enjoy the conversation, so they can not be upset about it. I got a couple questions on the Instagrams. Um, okay. Let's okay. go with. Hang on, hang on. We got. Okay, so the first one was from, damn it. Okay, so we got the first one from AEast88 on Instagram. He asked, shootout pro-ams. Good or setting pro-2 drivers up for failure? Oh. I mean, my shootout experience was that if you even if you got lucky with that double elimination format you were if you weren't good enough you were going to get knocked out okay so i don't i don't think the shootouts are setting you up for failure it's a weird it, format mhm but the guys that came out to the shootout were either um to like one of the guys at Sonoma shootout was a former pro one license holder that just didn't want to chase the uh like the sponsors like we were talking about earlier so he like went out and re-earned his pro too um i don't want to say just for the sake of earning his pro you know making sure that stella still had a group sort of thing so you're you're still going against top tier drivers and you're gonna have to earn it um it's a to run a whole season's a little different but i still think it's a way to get a license and if you earn that license you still earn that license but uh, i don't know Okay, so like what I've noticed from a lot of the arguments on just just the the whole process in general is that it doesn't prepare you for what you need in Pro Two as far as like a team goes. Uh, a team seems 
team seems to be the most important part from my understanding. Um, coming from somebody who does not have that, I have my girlfriend there. She'll be there every round for me. That's my spotter. Um, she's very straightforward. She knows her and I are exactly the same way. So she understands, we understand things the same way. Like if we're told to do something a certain way, that's the way you're supposed to do something. There's no, there's no gotcha. period end of story. They want you on the wall, be on the fucking wall. There's not like, oh, can I be five feet <laughs> off the wall? No, there's not. You need to be on the wall. So that's just, a, just an example. Um, gotcha. So I got that. But do you have the team that can work on that car? Can they fix that car in five minutes like we spoke about earlier? Do you have that? Can you take that with you to Pro 2? Because you got to remember, like, okay, you can't. Uh, uh, it's an assumption that you cannot afford to pay these people. And most, if not all, Pro, t- Pro 2 teams are on that kind of deal. Like, it's just like, oh, hey, we're just here, like, all on a, like yep, a volunteer a, process. A, like, you know, obviously yep. you can't. You can't expect the you know you can't expect a crew guy to volunteer to pay for his flight in and out, his food and stuff like that. But everything outside of oh, that, no. like they gotta have it paid for. So that's that's kind of where I see where people's arguments are from it. But what is your take on that? Mm-hmm. I understand the argument, and I like that. What your your argument makes a lot of sense. Your 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 points are very valid. Um, I think the people that, like, I can only speak from my experience. I shoot out the the winners had a team. Um, Mike Powers had a team that was there, and he had dude. He came with a toter home and a stacker. If I remember, like, he came with a stacker trailer. He came with everything. Like he was ready to win his license, and that dude won. Um, like I had two people. I, I don't know. I think if you get to Pro Two and you have you know if you can afford a round of racing and you get a team of two and i mean like there's a lot of parts you can't change in five minutes you know there's i think that five minute rule is kind of weird i understand to keep showing it makes a lot of sense but unless you're unless you're ward house or papadakis or have like one of those major teams and 10 15 people you're gonna be hard pressed to get a car fixed unless it's something very minor in five minutes especially at a pro two level well i think as a driver, your responsibility is to drive within your limits and make sure that you can put it in the show. Um, I think financially it's very tough to run a pro two program, but I have no experience in that. So that's kind of where I, I, I'll stop talking is that it's, I agree with what you said, but even if I had just two friends and I paid them, I, I just covered their expenses. You know, that's, I'm still going to go chase that thing. I'm in the same exact boat as you are. I, I don't disagree with it. So, but that's just yeah. what I'm saying is like, it's, it's that reality. And then like, there's a lot of people out there who are like the pro two shootouts don't serve a purpose for the reality of pro two. Are, are the people arguing in the pro two shootouts? No, no, no. This is just like an opinion of ver- like various drivers, various people who, what they think of like the the pro two. Like I've heard it so many. Like this podcast, like it's been brought up. Like are they are they com- are they competitors? 
Uh, yeah, Are it's from like... other competitors. Okay. It's okay. from other, you know, it's even from non-competitors. It's just, it's like, can you handle that? Like, or what's what's that going to do for you when you actually get to pro? Like, or the pro two well, rather, you know, getting the going and getting your license. But at the same time, with the same, with a rebuttal to that is like, I'm going to make it happen. Like, yeah, no matter it's gonna what, work, man. Like, if I have to fucking get my car ready, like, because what pro two is like a 600 horsepower field. I mean, you know, there there are guys with pro one builds out there. But that doesn't mean they're fucking doing the best ever. Like, they're not. There's guys that are doing... There's guys with less horsepower that are doing better. Like, Dylan Hughes and Travis Reeder, for instance. Those guys have, like... In their their S13s, they are only pushing, like... What? Like, 500 horsepower-ish range? And they both... Yeah, right? Just a little, like... Yeah, and they both still came in first and second place. I mean that goes to show that you don't need the wild build. So if yeah. you can if you can make your car a maintenanceable car, because some people do some weird stuff, and that's kind of why I got the Z, is that you're readily available parts, and there's probably spares in the racetrack. And not yeah. that I'm you know trying to, to mooch or anything like that, but someone probably has a spare arm in case I don't have one. And if exactly. they need an arm, I'll give them an arm. Yeah, and then there's people like me who are in a fucking Cadillac. It's like I don't have spares. Like and I should I would. But at the same time, I know that I shouldn't be going unless I have the spares. But coming from like coming from my C31, like I have a ton of respect for the people that have the oddball builds because I wanted an oddball build and I still want an oddball build. Like in my in my core, I want to have something that no one's seen before. Yeah, and I'm but still gonna stick for to me, my. It doesn't work. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if this doesn't work out, like the Cadillac build or or the the CTSV. Yeah doesn't work out i am going to switch to an ats um i won't be doing a coupe but i'll do a sedan and they made have you they, talked to um no the, the pro guys no i talked to taylor hall here and there but it's not we haven't talked to the point where it's been like oh hey i'm gonna build this car it's just <laughs> it's i get enough information that i need to kind of like wing it and go from there but it's like you don't People kind of make it more complicated than it needs to be at sometimes, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, it really is that complicated, so you should take that for everything that it's worth. Um, you want to talk about overcomplicating stuff? It's something I, I wanted to bring up. I, you totally just reminded me is that people changing a ton of alignment settings in the racetrack on race day is bizarre to me. Um, like, it's it's not if that, you know your car and you know what works like oh oh hey i need more grip or you really understand suspension you really understand setup um i think it helps those people and if you don't understand suspension setup and you're just changing shit just to change shit that shit is what should be happening at your grassroots events going out and changing stuff to see if it works better for you or if it made the car worse like you shouldn't be fucking experimenting at uh at a competition event yeah yeah i don't know i have like i don't want to say i even i even have like two settings for my car basically and it's only involving the rear shocks like none of my alignment stuff changes it's kind of just you know it is what it is and if i need to make an adjustment it's i put it on myself not the car um which seems to be a little foreign it's like oh i need to I need to get out of this corner better. So either I'll adjust, you know, the only other thing I'll adjust is uh, tire pressures. 
yeah just to get you know a little more grip or not but other than that i don't i don't mess with a whole lot of settings but people are also at the same time kind of like trying to re-engineer the wheel so to speak um and trying to come up with new ways when there's already people who have figured it out obviously they're not just going to give you the information i get that um (laughs) but i've learned that one yeah, 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 but it's like people are trying to redo things, but like, what is their reasoning behind? Let's just say, I was on uh, Piston Pre- uh, Piston Head Productions podcast, and he had brought up like a, a very valid point. Why are you out there changing toe and camber settings before you're even adjusting tire pressure and or um, your shock settings? You know, why are you jumping straight into that? Like, what you know, what is your purpose behind that? And and that's something I got to be completely honest about. I I didn't know. But yeah, but I knew. Like a, like but I knew from to cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. I thought of that stupid ass <laughs> meme with that little kid <laughs> that has the PEMDAS, and he has. He, oh, uh, I'm gonna have to send it to you after. Um, huh. There is a PEMDAS to cars. <laughs> There, there's definitely a PEMDAS to cars in that it's not readily available, and that's what we need. Um, the forum is shit. There's no forums anymore. Everything that's like an old write, the write-ups are from like 2012. Um, they're just kind of outdated, and not necessarily. They might be. They might still hold the same exact fucking meaning, and not meaning, but the same shit can't think of the fucking word value yes thank you uh they might hold the same value but it just needs to fucking be said again like in a 2020 format like hey this is the same thing that you still need to check you need to go here first and you right. go there next you know first start yeah. with a shock adjustment if that's not working then go with a tire pressure like there's no like simple understanding of like how suspension works um unless i'm work i'm looking in the wrong place and someone wants to like let me know where to fucking look please do and i'll publicize <laughs> that uh yeah so that's that's the thing it's like people are kind of like skipping steps so to speak it's like when you yeah the pemdos thing that's a fucking perfect example that's like what's two times have- two plus four <laughs> like Right, I'm not going to answer that. So I'm not that good at math. But it's, hey, if you need a tire pressure adjusted, I got you. Yeah, it's six, but it's like it's the uh, it's it's just it's fucking upsetting. Like it's we don't have that yeah that information available, and that's something I need to like make available so everybody kind of understands because no one else is doing it. So I may as well at least give it a shot. I like it when people say they don't have enough power to link something, and then I ask them what their tire pressure is. And they tell me, you know, there's like a stock, let's say it's a stock 240 and they can't link the summer jam course. I'm like, okay, well, what's your tire pressure? Oh, it's 25. Why? You have 100 horsepower and you're on a racetrack. Go to like 70. And then it's, oh, hey, I can link it now. You've loosened up your car effectively. Yeah. Um, and I understand the basic concept of it is kind of like if, I, if you can't link something, you need to loosen up a little bit. I get that. Mm. Uh, now I do, at least. Um right but before i didn't and i can understand the confusion yeah because if you loosen up your car and then you get to a tighter corner then your car's just spinning out the whole time it's like well now you need to learn how to drive that corner with a loose car 
the answer isn't always like more power. Like I've had people say like, oh, well, I need more power to link something. No, you need tire pressure and the ability to, and then, you know, driver mod, right? Like you, you upped your tire pressure. So now you're going to be drifting theoretically a little slower. So you need to know how to use your left foot on the brake to slow the car down and, and be able to brake when the car is stable and not unstable as the car. Yeah. There's just so much that fucking goes into this shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I do? do enjoy the challenge. Like not going to lie. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's get to the next question, which was from Leo Paul George 17. How fast is your 350? Uh, I don't know. Fast enough. Um, I love it. That's a good answer. <laughs> I, yeah. And then, okay, so we got another one from Roscoe TX. I want to say Roscoe T- Texas, or it might be completely wrong. Uh, okay. How do you get more grip in the 350Z? Redacted. No. Um, on a, I mean, for me, it's all about getting the right shock settings, making mm-hmm. sure you have the right spring, and um, getting. I mean, for like one of the things I've done is corner balanced my car, and that. And then I was able to figure out, okay, well, if one corner weighs this much and they've sent me this much spring, I know how much it compresses. So for me, setting preload and making sure your shocks aren't bottoming out because the Zs have a short shock stroke in the rear. It's only a four-inch travel shock, which creates a a major problem. You only have, if you have a 35% droop, you only have a 2.6-inch shock throw in like three-quarters of an inch, and that's the bump stop. So really, you have like an inch of travel. so working with that and then making sure your alignment is is on point um especially with on stock arms the car towing out under compression making sure you have enough static tow in and i always ran when i had stock arms a little bit of positive camber like i said earlier so that it squatted in the zero and that that helped out a lot okay it's good to know um you had a couple questions that you sent me. Uh, I would like for you to read them personally so you can actually shout out the name of the person who asked them because they're actually you, I... pretty solid questions. Uh, Let's see if I can do this, if I can multitask on Skype. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, you can actually, believe it or not. Oh, you're on your phone? Huh. I'm on my phone, yeah. I locked myself in my garage for this. Lucky me. Well, I got the question. I just don't know who fucking asked it because you didn't just. I can. Uh, I can tell you who asked it. Go ahead. Uh, what's the question? We have. What is in your drifting bucket list? Uh, that's from Alex, uh, the Limitless Alex. Hi, Alex. Um, I want to drift the country, man. I want to go to Road Atlanta. Um. I really want to drift ORP, Oregon Raceway Park. That place looks super fun. Has like the the half pipe. That's a couple of cool corners. Uh, Irwindale's on my bucket list because I haven't driven that yet. Um, uh, the the Irwindale layout, the FD Irwindale layout, is until round four. So I'll be there. By the way, we will be oh, okay. there together. And if my car makes it past the first fucking. Um, practice session. We'll, we'll be able to tandem together. I promise. <laughs> Fantastic. I need to work on my proximity. My goal is to get 
closer to doors. But yeah, maybe like the main FDE tracks um, are on the on the bucket list as far as like I just want to travel the country with my race car and drive as many cool places as possible. Okay. Uh, the next question you sent me was, "What are you gonna do to make the next step into competition?" Who was that uh, from? Uh, rapper Dan, uh, Dan Savage. So the next thing is is the rear mount radiator and me working on proximity. Um, I have a bit of a, I don't know if it's just me, but I've got like a little bit of death perception issue in in drift in tandem. So I always like I always like to go for stuff because I'll feel like I'm really close to the car in front of me and then I'll look on the GoPro and I'm like, Oh, there's a, there's a car and a half there. Like, so that's, that's what I'm working on really is, is getting the proximity dialed in and being able to get that. Um, I want to be inches away, not a car length. So that's, that's the main goal right now is to dial that in. Okay. So I'm going to add to that. So I used to drive a CTSV on the street. I know how much, I know how close I am to a car. When it comes to being like in this car, um, yeah. I used to drive like a dipshit, like an asshole, like some 17 year old kid. <laughs> I know how close I am. So, no, no, no. But I just, I think that's. Do you have a 350Z streetcar? I don't. This is the first Z350Z I've owned, and it's the only stick shift car I drive. So I only drive wait, a clutch wait, okay. when I drive a race car. Uh, my, my daily is my work truck. It's a, it's a, 2010 ford ranger with a five-speed in it so it's 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 nowhere near the the uh the the cadillac but it's yeah you know at least i'm i have the clutch every day to work with um i want to say that that might not be a bad idea fuck um i've been looking for one on the cheap so if anyone knows of any of that cheap six-speed 350z's uh slide into those old uh, dms and we'll we'll make it happen I, w- I want to say do it and daily that fucking thing. And just so you can get comfortable, drive like an asshole. Well, Dude, but I hate VQs. I sound like shit. Well, <laughs> then just leave the stock exhaust on. Make it quieter if you can. <laughs> like five resonators. <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do. Um, yeah, sorry. Getting off track. No, no, no. I, I tr- trust me. Th- those memes don't exist for no reason. Um, but, <laughs> but I get it. So it's just it's I think that kind of helps. Um, yeah, at least right, in my that's... in the back of my mind it does. I could be completely wrong, but I know a lot of 240 guys who have like 240 street cars too. Yeah, I daily drive a Volvo XC90, which is the exact so, opposite of a 350Z. Yeah, Dude, you need I, to sell that yeah, and get a 350Z. I would be all about it. Yeah, no kids, right? No kids. No, I got a wife. Of, no, uh, I heard that part. This year, I heard that. Congratulations. I heard that part, Thanks. but I didn't hear anything about the kids. But watch as soon as no, you get no that kids. 350Z, it's going to be like, hey, guess what's coming? <laughs> BT dubs. Uh, no, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't want kids. So we're not. Uh, we're, a, we're a race car having family. Dude, uh, you know, I have a girlfriend who doesn't want kids. And I was like, solid. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The traffic's bad enough as it is, man. Right? Uh, but at least you get a little carpool buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. That's yeah. Solid, yeah, that's that's what I got. So um, we got, what's the ideal setup for someone on a budget to get into drifting? And how do you get into drifting? And that question has been been beaten 
with a fucking bat so many times. And I get that people ask that. I don't know where you're searching, man. But you're searching in the wrong groups. In the wrong field. Like, it's... That's a... it's a it's not a two forty. It's team. not a two forty, and I'm gonna say that right now because two forties are overpriced. They, they are three fifty Zs are going up in price, but they are, they they're kind of replacing the two forty. I think everyone kind of knows it. It's no secret at this point. The as as well the as the E thirty six, the E forty six. You need to get in a car that's rear wheel drive and just drive it. I don't give a fuck if it's a Ford Thunderbird. That's, or a Ford right. Mustang with a solid <laughs> like, axle. Like a, you need to yeah, get into a car yeah. and start working. I would say, honestly, I would say it's going to be the new edge Mustang. I'm a Chevy guy through and through. Um, mm-hmm. I don't care for Mustangs in the slightest bit. Uh, there are Mustangs that I I like. like. I like the new edge Mustang. I like Actually, I probably like all Mustangs. Um, just as a car guy in general. Uh, yeah, but the Mustang has so much support; it's fucking ridiculous. People like they see it as an oversight when it comes to drifting, and I see so many people building these things, and they have so much fucking support, like for drifting. Like it comes with a V eight, comes with a manual transmission. Like that's the best way to start if you're looking for an American car. Um, that's yeah. If you're looking what, for a what German, are the requirements? For? Yeah, if you're looking for a German like, car, E36 or E46, an E30. E30s are overpriced. Don't get one of those unless you want to spend the money. <laughs> um, nope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just get into a fucking rear-wheel drive car and start driving. And people kind of yeah. keep overlooking that. If you want to get into Do something, the opposite of what we yeah. did. <laughs> don't yeah. build your car. Just drive it till it breaks. Fix the thing that breaks and keep driving. Like. Don't spend seven years in a garage. Go drive your car. Dude, go drive I'm the same way. I'm I'm so adamant about people just getting the seat time. Um, like my little brother right now, I just found out. He's like, oh, I want to get into racing. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I kind of want to get into either drifting or drag racing. I was like, well, if you get into drifting and he likes E46s, I was like, just get the E46 and drive it. I'm like, do not do shit to it. Just fucking drive the car. Yep. And when you have the money, first thing you need to get, get some fucking coilovers. Like it's just it's just step by yep. step. You know, you don't need It's all it is. Yeah, cuz every, you know, and we're all guilty of it. We see these builds, we see these pros doing their thing and it's like, "Oh, we want to do this too." And uh that's not how that works. I'm the canary in the coal mine, though. Like, I literally built a car from, like, 18 to 25. did not drift till I was 25 because I was building the car um, the entire time. And it was a complete waste of time and money. I could have – that car ran and drove. All I needed to do was weld a diff and go have fun. And yeah, I and that, do it. and that was what? Like, a, let's call it 100 bucks. If you took it to somebody's house who knew how to weld diffs, fucking drained your yeah. fluid, welded your diff, and put fluid back in it, and you would have been set. Like it's yeah, and how old are you now? <laughs> I'm 31 now. Yeah, see, I'll be 31 on the 28th. So it's the, the best years of my life gone in a garage. Don't because, do that because I wanted to do dumb shit. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to do something different. Hey, but you better you better hope this shit pays off because you're gonna be that fucking that old hag. I'm gonna be like the 90 year old guy at the drift track. Parts. Yeah, at the <laughs> yeah. counter, 
<laughs> yeah. What do you need? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I think those are the only questions you got. Are those the only three you got that you sent me? You want to double check? Yeah, I got. Uh, I only got three. It's the last. That was the last check. If someone sent one late, they can they can DM me or something. I'm a. Uh, I'm certain that we didn't get anything else. Right. But alrighty, man. Uh, I think I'm gonna call yep. it here. It's been a. Uh, it's been a two hours, over two hours actually. Damn, on Joe Rogan deep length. Uh, we're you know, Joe Rogan is is a great podcast, but it's it's definitely not this. <laughs> He's more informative. <laughs> <laughs> if he had some drift guy Def- on, it would definitely be better than this one. But he uh, had a Rob McCacken on once. Who? Rob McCacken's uh one of the guys who like was won the Mint Four Hundred Big Off Road Racer. I'm gonna have to look that up. That's a weird one. It's way back in the archives. Yeah, Anyways. I'm going to have to look that up. But Alrighty, man. You have a good night, sir. Thank you for coming on, man. It's good talking to you. All hey, right. Likewise, you. brother. You have a good one.